exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And we have in studio... See, we're doing better now. We actually have people here. It's not just me by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Richard. Richard, I don't even know your freaking last name. Hayes. Haynes? Yeah. Not Hayes, though. No, Hayes. You know, why, didn't you, why didn't you just change it to Hayes? That'd be the most obvious. Uh, That'd be the most name. obvious stoner thing to do. Like, yeah, my name is now Richard Hayes. Boom. Because uh, you never thought of it. There you go. See? Oh, well, that, there we go. Wait, the wait, show wait, was wait, so wait, worth it. You have a, you have your, well, on my show, you're now you're not Richard, Richard Hayes. Richard Hayes. So there we go. I'll go create a... Uh, Haynes, I just think of underwear, dude. I can't, I can't go there. I'll go create a glass it's like, hey, it's not the guy with the underwear. Unless you were the Haynes guy. If you were like family was the Haynes, I would just say, yeah, definitely keep the Haynes, but... I'm not sure what all that is. That's, 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 it's a, same, the same mysterious <laughs> ghost. It's Halloween coming up, guys. Come on. It, it's a little traumatizing. It's weird, right? There's just some screaming, like, pain. It, somebody in pain somewhere in the building but we went up and looked and there was nothing it was very it was, there was nothing it was pretty spooky wasn't it it was a little bizarre we were like oh if there's somebody hurt and we ran up and it was like there is absolutely nothing going on anywhere so welcome to the show we have uh, in studio coming in about 20 minutes or so um guys from grow life i don't know if it's gonna be guys or guy we'll see it's gonna be somebody um and there are new one of our new sponsors and also one of our other new sponsors uh is gonna be on the show later and he's he's been a guest on the show before he did not win this year, so it's not as triumphant as the year when he actually was the world record pumpkin hole, you know, uh, and, the, and the entire fucking what up, up, up. He, he won it two years ago. Last year, his dad actually beat him, so that was kind of humiliating. <laughs> and then we have to talk about it. And then this year, I think he got up there, but it didn't, it was a rough year. So we're going to go through and talk with Ron Wallace from Wow, who's now sponsoring the show because he, uh, is crossing over from pumpkins into cannabis. It's going to be an interesting crossover. It's awesome. It's, with the show we did originally with him, it was just like, dude, this is exactly the fucking same. Everything was the same timing and everything, but there was different requirements, of course, but the, for the most part, as far as like, you know, putting it in the ground, the time when you're babying it, and then the time when you're pumping it, and all those things are just kind of like the same. But they're, <laughs> the crazy thing is with the pumpkins, it was 45 to 55 pounds a day at the peak when they're just so cranking crazy. out so you could sit out there and like hear them go kind of cracking and growing and it's like fuck so it's pretty pretty awesome shit so we're gonna have him at the end of the show and then uh, let's see in between maybe i haven't heard from mr bean i don't know if james bean is on the scene today we'll have to find out if he is he's gonna call in at 420 and uh give us his little update um no breeders this week guys so don't don't despair next week we have mm-hmm. Subcool on the show. It's going oh, to be yeah. a very interesting show. That's going to be a good one. That is going to be good. I mean, it's it's literally uh, people are like it's classic. It's almost like with DNA. Like I don't know. I've asked them to be on the show a bunch of times. <coughs> they haven't been on the show yet. But you know, 
everyone's like, oh, you guys got beef, you guys got beef. It's like there's so much, like, so-called beef in the industry that you just can't keep up. You know? And, like, you don't even know when you're in it, like, sometimes. Like, because yeah. I didn't know that I was in any beef. I was like, am I in a beef? I guess I until, am. Until you hear about it randomly. Well, no, there was a song made. Oh yeah, they, they made a diss song. So. That's even more impressive. Exactly. So we're gonna go to the, we're gonna dig deep into that song, which is not that deep. So should be all right. <laughs> Shouldn't take too long. We should be able to clear that shit up pretty quick. Um, but back in the day, I mean, I met those guys when they came to Amsterdam. So it was kind of like, I think there was some miscommunication. Is what it all came down to. I feel like you know you've made it when you have a diss song. I know that's I, that's kind of how I thought. And Sonny Chiba was in it with me, so it was like, and I didn't even know who Sonny Chiba uh. was. Until I mean, I knew who he was. Uh, I guess no, it was weird. Yeah, we, no, we I, we knew each other before the song, and then before we even heard the song, and then all of a sudden we both. I, I, he was like, "Oh, you didn't know that before," and I was like, "Damn, I did not know that." So there you go. You don't have a diss song yet? No. Come I'm, on. Maybe I do, but maybe I just Richard Hayes will though. Richard Hayes will. I yeah. told you I'm gonna go create a glass bond line underneath the name Richard Hayes Glass. I would do that. I would do that tomorrow. I would do that right now. Exactly. It's gonna happen. Made here live. You guys saw it. You, this is the you creation were of everybody it. who's listening was part of it, dude. It's crazy. They all want their piece now. They're like, "All right, I want oh, a free piece, bro." I'm like, I was there, bro, when you named it. <laughs> so um, we got you on the show last week. We were hanging out, and it was just like, "Hey, why don't you come on the show?" And that's kind of, you know, the thing is to be on here. You have to just know this industry, and that's one of the things that you seem you know even this side that's even worse, which is like the the not not so much the functional side of the thing when it comes to the cannabis world where we think of it like oh yeah plant ground cut smoke all that you're actually on the marketing side and all the, the creating something out of nothing the part that people think is easy but at the same time which it is sometimes like sometimes it's right in your face you're like oh come on dude that's so obvious do yep. this boom bam and it's like okay that works but then other times people are like of course with cannabis advertising it's bullshit sometimes it's an ever-changing world with yeah. compliancy laws as well yeah and everybody's like like it's almost like um drugs now where you're like oh there's a horseback riding chick and it's like what's that have to do with weed it's like oh well, that's all you got to do it's colorado chick on a horse weed you know that's what i mean it. it's like it's kind of like what no 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 anyway so i always i think it was my calling anyway mark like marketing in general is always my calling because every time i go like I, I can just I get like visions like when I see a brand or something like that. I'm like, oh, David, you got to do this, and then like they won't do it, of course, you know, usually. But it's sometimes so obvious, not for my own brand, but for other people's, no problem. It's like yeah. weird, like you know, you have this thing where if you do your own thing, you get kind of locked in your own little world or whatever. But then if somebody else is doing something, it's very easy to see. Like, come, why are you doing that? Take that letter out, attach those two words, and fucking make it that color. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, it makes so much more sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like some of this stuff is some. Crazy shit. Yeah. What's the worst example you've well, I've seen recently? Anything uh, you can talk about as far as this like fails, just straight up fails? I don't know. Everybody in the game seems to be stepping up there with their level of not only marketing but uh, uh, production, the quality of concentrate flour. I mean, well, they have to. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have to get the, the, the bar gamut. is being set. Yeah. The gamut is uh, of oops, of pesticide can, you know regulations and all the and actually the people have to maybe source their material grow themselves but or. it's the same way in regards to branding and packaging and marketing uh, we, they've ta- yeah. we've we've taken that turn of professionalism where agencies are now getting involved there is uniqueness and one-off designs in regards to packaging uh, yeah it's it's fun it's growing fast yeah the um you know, it is noticeable too. Like if you just even open up a magazine in any in any state now, it's almost like okay, well we're past 
you know, we're past the kind of like first round, second round, even of the third round. Now we're at the getting into those kind of refined uh, people, you know, have actually like put more energy into it than you even thought they would before where you're like, oh, damn, like people got it dialed up when it comes, especially like some companies must be killing it right now. Like if you sell little glass jars that are about that big and have a really cool design, you're killing it right now because everybody's got... It's, it's also, it's career professionals that have never been in the cannabis industry that are now coming in that have always done packaging or marketing. And so they're able to, you're able to get a next level of quality product. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing, marriage of the two. Like when you can get the, the person who can make the killer concentrates and the, grow the best flowers and actually have somebody who can present it properly because yeah. how many things have been, you know, kind of ruined in the end when it, when it comes to presentation. A, a ton. Yeah. It could so, be the best thing in the entire world, but if it isn't pre- presented correctly, you're mm-hmm. never going to win it over. Yeah. And and it's also compliance, like you were saying earlier, too. It's like you have to do it. So if you're going to spend the money yeah. to do it, you might as well make it good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so at that point, and, and also, um, you know, the... It used to be a fear of like you, you couldn't make your shit too good because if it's illegal and it's too well known, you know you can never package your stuff properly. Yeah. Or you know, even though in our draw dream, too much attention to yeah, it, it was a dream. Everybody had like, oh man, I'd have a little box, a little pack. Now yeah. it's like you're you're swimming in it. Like if you stay at someone's house who actually goes to a dispensary all the time, you'd be like, dude, there's like three hundred little stupid <laughs> things everywhere. It's like it's kind of a waste. What do, what do you do with your leftover dab containers? We were having a conversation about that the other day. You know, I think the best thing to do is to when you got a friend who grows a bunch of weed outdoors, and they got all this extra weed hanging around and they don't know what to do with it. You sit around with those containers and you just take all the larf and you kind of throw them into those little things and you make sure it's like smokable larf, of course. Okay. But, you know, you get little buds and you just keep those things on hand and try to hand those out as you go around because that's kind of, that is the best. I like uh, it. In my opinion, because that's what I, I always do that with all my, uh, also if I get like, if I'm in like a little cup or something like that, yeah. it's like I only smoke whatever I smoke and then in the end it's like just that goes straight to the homeless, you know. But, yeah. And then it's such a nice thing in the morning, especially because then they're always... Like, no one's going to give them weed in the morning. You know? <laughs> not in the early, not eight in the morning. Nobody gives you weed at eight in the morning, but there's, there's I'm on the, the way to school. Here you go. Boom. The Adam Dunn give back campaign. We'll start, we'll start giving away little jars of weed. I mean, I think it's the best uh, thing about live. It's the only thing that keeps probably the homeless in Denver from, you know, getting like going postal on people because it's like, fucking, you know, at least you keep everybody, you know, sed- in a nice way sedated because it's like, once you give them, like, there's a guy up here, I give him every time that, that, that I have it, and, you know, he's so appreciative, and I can tell, and that's why I give it to him, because yeah. if he was a dick about it, obviously, I'd be like, well, no. fuck you, man. But they're just always like... giving you shit. Yeah. And I was always like, you know, because I usually come by in the morning when I drop my kid off, and then I kind of, the same two guys are there, you know, and I'll yep. just kind of daily dose them. <laughs> daily dose them, I love it. Daily dose. And it's official when it's in a medical thing, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, um, so, and uh, besides marketing, you've been doing any growing at all, or you've kind of been standing, no, just standing in fields I, of I, hemp and stuff. So you, no, you know, the apprentice on a couple of grows, mm-hmm. Le- learning how to grow. It's definitely an art form. So, as we know, as we know, uh, yeah, yeah. Talk about them. You want to come talk about them? You can come talk about it if you come, want. Come, no? come talk about <laughs> She's like, no, <laughs> don't want to talk about it. Well. No, it's a good. It's it's been a it's it's, it's it's been a interesting to watch the, you know, people in Colorado 
sort of take take a, a little bit more act because when I first came here, nobody really grew outdoors. Everybody was scared. Yeah. And, you know, now it's like people are growing a little more outdoors. There's some definitely uh, you know some action happening here. Well, I first started out over in Santa Cruz over for a year, learning how to grow in the Emerald Triangle. So it was you know all outdoor Cali weed. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's funny how much of a difference there is between here and Colorado or between here and oh, California. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, Cali's Cali's. Uh, Cali is Cali, right? I mean, Colorado has patches and spots. There's great, you know, the west. Actually, the best is on the western slope, which we're, you know, none of us are at. So (laughs) we're not here for that perfect conditions there. But, you know, on this side, it's a bit dry, and uh, you know, you get your maximum. It's kind of like you, you, you can grow only so big of a plant unless you have a humidity. So you can't really control that part, you know. And when you have crazy dry, like I mean, down south, it's like. Great, you know, you've seen a Pueblo's oh, yeah. Pueblo's Pueblo ridiculous, yeah, sideways. It's sideways. Also, there. you never know when it's going to be 75 one day and then snowing and 30. Then, speaking the of which, our, today is going to be today was like cloudy, overcast, and kind of weird, but tomorrow's supposed to be 80, mm-hmm. right? And then Sunday is supposed to snow. No, Monday, Sunday, we have Sunday one more n- day, okay. Of, of Sunday night, nice. though, they said, okay, I think they said Sunday night it might even start snowing, so oh, it's going to go like that drastic. Jeez. Crazy Colorado weather. Oh, and Har- harvest your plants if you have them. <laughs> Speaking of that, we got um, FEMA camp going down over here too. The flat, the flat <laughs> Earth party. We're having a flat Earth. This is not me putting this on, by no. the way. Anybody, anybody listening, don't don't believe that I'm putting no. this on. But uh, we do rentals here of this space. We do event. This is a, this is an event space, right? And uh, tomorrow and the next day will be the flat Earth. Music and art festival. I encourage everybody to come down and ask questions. For sure, come on down. I mean, I'm going to be in the corner with just sort of. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be watching, watching from afar. But it'll be, it'll be interesting. Can we, can we toss around inflatable Earth like balloons, like volleyball balloons? As long as they're round, dude. As yeah, long as that's around. what I'm saying. Like, and you have a good Earth. You said you had a good Earth. Uh, I've got an Earth piece that I'm going to bring down. Yeah, bring down the Earth piece. Anything earthy that's round and you got, bring I've, it down. I've got a NASA Challenge. T-shirt that no, I'm sure be, will really piss it will them be, off. It will be interesting. So uh, if you are in Denver and you want to check out the uh, the whole Flat Earth Society. Live and direct. It's so many Welton, questions. Twenty two oh nine Welton Street here. It's a little plug. A little plug for them for free. I don't know. I, I looked at their uh, GoFundMe site and it was like pretty, pretty sad. It was so pretty flat. It was flat. That was <laughs> 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 yeah, that was about. That was the flat. That was definitely the flat side of it. Oh man, I'm really looking forward to that. Honestly, I am too. I am too. Uh, let's see. So, um, wow. Let's talk to our buddy Mark over here. Let's see. I haven't seen you week. What's been going down? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, man. No, I just, <laughs> just a lot of working. I don't know. <laughs> All working right. and hanging out, mm-hmm. watching football. Cause I'm one of those guys. I remember that. I remember one of that. those terrible people that watches the football. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the football. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, well, so. don't get you trapped. Yeah, as long as I don't see you coming with, yeah. face, as long as you don't wear face paint at the, here you can wear the hat. It's fine. Sure, yeah, yeah, face yeah. paint is the kind of limit. I'll tone it down a little bit. I think you should wear the face paint <laughs> for this show in particular. So, uh, did you pop up any? Did you grab any news when you were kind of cruising around? Yeah, so, I, I had a conversation earlier about this with Sarah, but uh, you know, Gorilla Glue mm. uh, reached an agreement with cannabis. Gorilla oh, they Glue. did. They did. They reached an agreement with them. Yeah. So, oh. Gorilla Glue has to change their name to now GG Strange. Oh, yeah. GG. So they can no longer be called Gorilla Glue number four, mm-hmm. Gorilla Glue number one, or Gorilla Glue number five. Hmm. So very interesting that a major manufacturer of a, a, so they a, have a world-renowned them. product sued 
pound them down. Uh, well, we knew they would never win. That was like the worst. I mean, basically, if you name your shit after Star Wars or shit you see at Home Depot, then you're probably going to get shut down because those are like the most fucking prevalent things out there right now. You know, it's like you, they have like 4,000 lawyers in every state running around going looking for these I wonder, things. Has Lucas come after Death Star? I can't imagine why they haven't, if they haven't, but, you know, it's like, Precarious. Team Death Star is definitely on there. Just oh, curious. I, I've always thought it from the beginning. I was like, man, you're going to be... But I think they're just uh, that kind of underground company, though, too, that don't give a shit, you know, so... Oh, just curious. There's yeah. so many out there these days. No, there are. And that's the thing is it's, uh, you know... There's other Star Wars inspired strain names, too. Oh, there's so know? many. Yeah. There were like so, so many. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's... And, that, and then, you know... It's the same when when Ethos came out with like the day that they had the member berries. It was like next day, like or right. like a week later, he's already got the strain. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of like you can only bite those things and expect. Because I was like one of the. I mean, I'm not saying the first, but definitely one of the first to get a cease and desist with in the industry because it was like because I did Rambo, and they were like mm, Universal right. contacted me and was like within maybe a year or something like that of doing it because we already had. We've, we've had it out for about a year at that point, I think. And it was like, boom. So it was like, okay, well, then it's Lambo, you know, whatever. Just like, fucking yeah. come up with something else, you know. Didn't even think about Lamborghini later, but then I was like, people are like, dude, is Lamborghini going to serve? I was like, well, it's it's not their name. It's fucking some of what people call them, but. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And we had, and we had the. Um, uh, Amanda Chicago Lewis on the show about three weeks ago, and that was the uh, the girl that wrote the article in Rolling. She works for Rolling Stone, but I think yeah, I think that was a Stone article maybe, and it was the the uh, oh, I was for GQ, sorry, it was for GQ, but she also writes for Rolling Stone, and it was uh, about the name, well, about the names, trademarks, and then also about uh, you know patenting and and the name, you know, then that's kind of where it's kind of getting crazy as far as uh, also. You know, people are filing for patents now that are really... And trademarks. And, well, yeah, and patents that are really, like, you know, uh, what's the name when it's, like, the primary, like, the main one, and, like, it covers all everything, and then you're kind of utility. Utility. Yeah, yeah, so people are filing for those now. Yeah. And they're already being... Oh, they're getting them now, I should say. And, you know, it's whether or not they want to enforce them, that's when it gets ugly, of course, and I don't think they will... Even be, oh, there's people sitting out there collecting patents on, but on, they're, but they're definitely, yeah, they're, they're on, on some breeding techniques too. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, I've, I've got the inside scoop. I'm kind of working on it. I'm not going to make it into a show yet until, but it is. There's a lot more layers to the whole thing, which we kind of like. Apparently, the guys who are doing it are actually pretty cool. So we're giving them a chance nice. in a sense. Like, I'm not giving them a chance. I have no fucking no control over anything. But I mean, we're we're in a sense not fucking going to go out there and blow out the names and tell everybody who they are just because a friend of mine was telling me this and and it's all kind of like come full circle where he's like, well, you know, it could be in worse people's hands because it's in at least it's in somebody who's actually in our industry, like you know, is doing it kind of for the right reasons. We hope, but if they want to, they could pretty much go and tighten screws, and then yeah. all of a sudden we can't. Cross plants the way we normally would probably cross happen plants. once legalization comes out. Yeah, once there is, it's more mainstream and lawyers to pick up the cases and more oh, courts gonna, that will uh, pick them up. It, it will come out. Oh, it's gonna. I mean, it's a, every. I mean, as every industry has had to progress, go into this uh, into the stables basically. Like you know, we're getting corralled into the 
into the lines now. So it's like, oh shit, we're about to get taken. Corporate professionalism. And then, you know, you got to make your, you either become the food, you know what I mean? Or you, or you somehow get pulled off into the ranks. uh, Here was something else that came up interesting too. Um, The world anti-doping agency removed a ban on CBD. THC is still prohibited, but now fighters are allowed to test positive for CBD in their system. That's huge. Which is, if you remember Nate Diaz, after a fight a couple, I think it was a year ago, smoking his, I think it was his open vape CBD pen up on stage, and uh, it was a big deal. So that's that's a big deal in and of itself. So that's UFC, or that was just... It's actually the World Anti-Doping Agency, which covers all professional sports. That's even better. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah, and that's... uh, That's huge. I mean, common sense, too, since, you know, now we're actually got it to the point where at least, well, at least science is now being used in some proper ways, too, you know what I mean? Where people are like, okay, well, that's actually not that, so, yeah. oh, okay. I mean, know. the NFL finally gave in. They're finally looking into it for uh, player use, so it seems to be progressing rapidly. Well, yeah. And that with would, athletes. That's a, and that's a total given where it should be, like, you know, mandatory because it should be mandatory, like, within... Uh, Right after the fight, like it's like bam, first thing yep. you do, go in there and get your THC yep. and your CBD Medicaid. to fucking balance your shit out because mm-hmm. uh, they—that's kind of what they're saying now too—is that with those head injuries, that it's it's the it's the reco- if you can get enough cannabinoids at the right time, yes, you can actually mitigate that. Um, you know, probably there's going to be—I mean, that's not like it's like oh, okay, well it's back to zero, but it'll definitely keep people from. Uh, you know, having that long-term damage, which is becoming a huge issue now. Well, it's not a huge issue now. It's always been an issue, but coming to light as far as the, you know, and also, like, when you watch, like, the how the fights are arranged now, they're, you know, part of you are like, come on. It's got to at least fucking knock them down. <laughs> you know, like, it used to be a little harder, so it's like now they're quicker to fucking jump in. Wait, you have to remember that patent 6630507 that the U.S. government owns. Mm-hmm. I mean, it clearly states that cannabinoid is an antioxidant and is a neuroprotectant. Right. So, so of course, it's going to be good for uh, for post-fight. Yeah. Post-athletes. Yeah. And that, I mean, and that, like I said, that should just be a, a standard. You can come come just come around that side if you want, and then it's. Uh... Yeah, jump on. There's a nail on that one on the backside, so don't 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 hurt. Like, be like he hit his head, then you'll get. I'll be like, man, yeah, this we're whole hearing show. screaming voice. If you oh, hear somebody sound like they're dying upstairs and yeah. screaming like it's Halloween, yeah, it, you'll be fine. Yeah. I almost hit Randall's next door. It looks so just provocative. Oh yeah, yeah, that could be. <laughs> that's a good spot. So, um, so yeah, that's interesting though about. CBD anti-doping agents. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, again, that, that's just a trash train. Star Killer <laughs> was Star Killer. It was the it best. Was. One of the best. Sky Reach is <laughs> crushing it right now. It was. Uh, so, welcome to the show. Introduce yourself too, because I didn't. I, I didn't want to. I usually usually mess that all up right now. Right on. Yeah, this is uh, this is Matt Z with Grow Life Hydroponics. I knew Matt, but I wasn't going to. I didn't yeah. want to get too deeper. But yeah, need more mats. <laughs> this, this world needs more mats. Yeah, my. I had a guy who used to work for me named Matt, and he, he was from Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, like, every time I'd be, like, saying, like, 
something about a doormat or whatever. He'd be like, why do they got to call it Matt? You know, just like that was his big hang up in his life. Like his whole hang up in his life was that a doormat was called a doormat. Like he that just everything could, was a mat. Yeah, uh, he just, that was, that killed him. That's funny. <laughs> where are you, you from originally? Um, I'm, my family's from New York. Uh, oh, me too. From the yeah. island, but uh, grew okay. up in Miami Beach, so I'm nice. basically a Floridian. You want to go lower on that, mic, or is yeah. that? Just closer. Closer? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just get a little closer. Take your time, take your time, no problem. See, that's how old I am. <laughs> yeah, you can always slide the mic. You can always, you can always pull the mic to you. That's yep. even easier. So, the, so you're out in Strong Island? Or from the Strong. From yeah. the Strong. I moved to Florida as a boy. I uh, lived there forever. Okay. Which, for which, many years. Okay, which part of Florida? Uh, lived in Miami Beach, right. went to graduate high school there, and then uh, moved to Tampa, lived there for more years than I'd like to admit. Been here four years, never looking back. Empty. Yeah, it's empty. I will load it up for you. Um, so, yeah, Florida for, the year, for your formulative years, let's say. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, what, yeah. what year did you go there? Uh, moved to Florida in the mid uh, late seventies. Wow! So yeah, I'm 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 getting up there. Yeah, because I yeah I lived because I lived there in uh, when I was seventeen, okay. and eighteen, I guess because I just graduated, um, and that was in eighty seven or something like that. And then it was okay. It was still that kind of, and I was in Lauderdale, so it was still okay. like the old Lauderdale, but yeah. it was still kind of like yeah, you know. You could it, the, the the party wasn't there at that point. It was sure. definitely uh, sure. old people and yeah, all for that. sure. And then it's I got before, to watch before the, it blew up. Yeah, got to watch that whole transition. Well, I didn't get to watch. It. I left and came back. And when I did, it was like, oh shit, something's happening. And then you know, I went there recently, and I was like, oh, I got fucking like yeah. I was tripping. I was like, I was I driving up Los Olos, and crazy. I was like, where was my? I couldn't even figure world. out where my house was. I couldn't. Yeah. It's all gone. It was yeah. like, just, it's all new. It's all yeah. It's all just been completely torn down and rebuilt. For for very wealthy people, oh, yeah, <laughs> and all those wealthy people, and all yeah. those uh, inlets that used to be like my friends, like kind of had like little shacks on there yeah. and shit. Yeah. It was like they're, they're all like, canals. They're all mansions on those canals now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like yachts man. up there yeah. too. Oh, dude, yachts, yachts for days. Everybody's yeah. got a yacht, definitely, definitely. So uh, when you were growing up down there, what was your what was your were you just uh, were you a weed guy all, all the time, or just kind of uh, like just kind of like more of a industry, like more. <coughs> Come with, tell, big, me, tell us your big, angle. Tell, big, us, tell big, us your angles. Always a big weed guy. Got mm-hmm. in the weed game, uh, you know, in, in college. Mm-hmm. Started, you know, moving, moving some weights and, and whatnot. Right. right. Uh, had a buddy who was uh, doing a lot of cultivating there, and then uh, we were uh, moved out here. Turns out he also he was living out here as well. Went to work for Commercial Grow for many years. <laughs> Get yourself here. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. 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 You could go. <laughs> I, we, we can tell for you and talk. We can do multiples. Uh, there, there we go. Um, so, so were you picking up like, uh, like, uh, uh, what was your, what was your? I mean, when you were saying moving away, were you like, even your friend was grown? Was it? Was it like? Yeah, they, was, they, it, was it like Crippies or was it like something? Oh, uh, the Crips were. That was that was like the early nineties. I remember yeah. the Crippies well. Yeah, but this was more. This was like. Later, a couple years later, there okay. were a lot of uh, spicy fruit, stinky fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cinderella was big on the scene back then. Um, dirt, you know, dirt, dirt and poison, all mm-hmm. the classes. But yeah, you know, he he had a bunch of bunch of houses and right. you know, just moving moving lots of elbows. It was funny too because when I was there, I had a friend who was a bartender, and he when I left, like we kind of grew together a little, you know, nothing like just a tiny little thing at his house. Sure. And then when I came back a couple of years later. 
he had like it wasn't huge but it was bigger and then like when i went to his house it was so sloppy yeah. like i walk in he's got like an ak i was like dude why <laughs> yeah, you, that's what, it that's it it's just, why that's, do you have an ak that's, sitting that's how you get popped and, and that's, I was the like, worst. Dude, that's the worst giant sacks of cash everywhere that's like, it that's it that's like just adding insult to injury when they when yeah, they come yeah. to blow your doors down yeah. Yeah, yeah i was like dude i mean this is like i mean i don't know how he got away with it but it was just like one of those guys <laughs> who was just like you know actually he's pretty famous too I, and I, he uh, <laughs> went over uh, niagara falls and a Two times in a barrel, I think. Maybe even three what? times. What? Yeah, he's, what? He's, he's got the world record. At really? That at that time, and I don't is think he anybody... coming to the flat Earth party. No, I wish he. I wish he was in town. You know, and uh, I really I don't even remember the fucking name. I'm sure I could look him up and figure out. But it was like I have a, they, yeah, I have. they had a picture of him, or they actually took a mold of him at one point and put him at the museum, like where he's like you know, waving out of the thing. One of those museums. Museums. Funny. He took a girl over the thing too. He went as a couple with this other chick. Uh, wow. And. Uh, yeah, that sounded pretty sketchy. I, I have a hard know. enough time going on balconies. I was you about to say, you got to be pretty stoned or something to get in that barrel. Yeah, you got to yeah, be pretty that's crazy. the beginning. Just, just uh, <laughs> two people in a barrel. That's even worse, though. It's like, yeah, yeah I, yeah, you're like, I wait cla- a minute. What I get claustrophobic, like in a bathroom. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, I don't know if it's worse than one or two. What do you think? Well, two is probably you know at least you have someone else there. <laughs> To eat, to eat when you're. I don't know. <laughs> There's no way that this is just a good idea in general. Yeah. yeah, it was a bad. It was a bad idea. Um, so when you were down there, uh, what else were you doing? Were you working on boats or anything like that? That's what I was doing. That's the only thing I could do. That's the only thing I had. working on boats. Yeah, that's the only thing. I, I, I no, I did. I managed uh, restaurants and right. bars, craft beer bars. I, I, did, I did the hospitality thing, but then mm-hmm. I, I I was working crazy hours, getting home at like 4 a.m. Yeah. And then I had like a new baby, so I was like, I need something else. And, and then Damn uh, life. And then, yeah, and life, then when did you move? When did you move to Colorado? When did you move to Colorado? Uh, moved to Colorado summer of 2013. Just had our fourth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Nice. The wifey, two kids, live in Boulder County, living the dream. Nice. Sometimes it's a nightmare, but mostly the dream. Yeah, yeah. Boulder's good. Yeah, Boulder's beautiful. It's, it's it's like a it's a Boulder. Yeah, you know, I said Boulder County. Yeah, I, I Boulder. you like how I made made mention Boulder. of county. Mm-hmm. I live. Yeah, I live. Yeah. In, I live. Let me make it very clear. I live in yes. Lafayette. Okay, got it's it. a sub of Boulder. <laughs> um, it's it's Ooh, the last man. remaining vestige you of, of, of just of, let it run. So yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not wealthy enough to live in Boulder yet. And you know what? Honestly, I'm good. I like Lafayette. I'm not good. moving to Boulder. No, yeah. not doing that. No, it gets even worse. It get tighter. Yeah. You don't you don't you don't drive a hunt what is it uh, no I don't drive anything that, that that's, that's Subaru eco friendly Subaru and wear Tivos uh, and I'm, shop it all I'm foods. not gonna lie the wifey does drive a Subaru yeah but only because I got I got a really good lease and uh, <laughs> it's only three it's to thirty six months so I was like hey why not right <laughs> uh, I mean I have to be somewhat of a Colorado you know yeah for the, the, everybody out here it's, it's a little <laughs> yeah it's a standard blue Subaru Outback that's it, a real thing it's the color. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Well, they only had that or black. So the I was, navy blue. And the wife didn't want black. So I was like, great. It's that blue color. Every other car is the blue Subaru Outback. Yeah. Right. It's like the white truck. My kids. Um, my you know, kids. white truck, you're good. Like, my kids almost got into the wrong car last week. I've gotten into the yeah. wrong car. Yeah. There was two next to each other. I'm, I'm like, why isn't it not? Why is the, the, <laughs> I've got the remote not working? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's three parked in a row at Whole Foods and you go oh, to the wrong one and then you keep going to the wrong one. It's a nightmare. That is That's, a Boulder yeah. problem, right? There. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Boulder white people problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Next on Boulder white people problems, <laughs> which Subaru? <laughs> first which world, first one? world problems. Subaru number one. Yeah, first number world, two, you need to get Subaru to sponsor the show now. Yeah. 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 We said Subaru so many times, it's like Beetlejuice. Like, yeah. One should appear. Yeah, the Ju- well, it's for us, it's a Jubaru. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, we know we know many Jubarus out there. There's only oh, one real Jubaru though. Oh boy. And that is Nicotis. Nicotis has the true the true Jubaru. True Baru. The true Jubaru. <laughs> that is the true Jubaru right there. That's yeah. good stuff. Hundred percent. So so you uh, you live in the Colorado Dream. I I, I kinda oh, I didn't do the same obviously because uh, I didn't I lived in Golden, so I was kinda oh, on, yeah. on that edge there. I like Wasn't it. It, uh, it was, it's kind of Republican though too. It's yeah. like yeah, it's not a, not the greatest little town. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, been here, we, been here four years. Nice. Yeah, love yeah. it. Worked and for a commercial grout, you know, from here. That was crazy. I right out of the gate. Right out of the gate, came here. Actually, went. I worked for Miller Coors. I uh, I was a rep for one of their brands in Florida. Came out here with thinking of working in uh, beer, realized there's no money in that, and yeah. it's completely swallowed up, and you're fighting for... It's an oversaturated market. And you, were working, you yeah. wanted to go work for the biggest thing in the industry, well, and that was already saturated? Yeah. yeah, well, just the beer market, just the market, There's it's very it's ultra-competitive. Mm-hmm. There's no real money. You have to really work your balls off to, to make well, any we- kind of real well, money. Well, the weird part, too, is, is like now, I mean, Colorado, I would hate to try to rip big commercial brands just because mm-hmm. you're, you're really the... the the guy yeah, nobody you're the, wants. You're the Bane. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Like, oh, this yeah. guy. Like, oh, wow, yeah. Miller truck coming up. Yeah. Fuck that. I don't want to see a Miller yeah. truck. You know, you want to see a nice micro. But graphic. now what they're doing is even worse because it's almost like, it's like our, it's like every industry, right? Like all of a sudden, you know, you can't drink this. And, I, and I'm the worst about it too because even if it's the same factory, same water, same guy working there, same everything, the minute Anheuser-Busch or Miller or any of these fuckers buy it, I'm like, man, right. I'm not going to buy it anymore just yeah. because I don't want to support feed, them. I don't want to feed that anymore. Yeah. And it sucks because the people who work there, I'm not against them. It's the same as like a country or something. You know, like, sure. yeah, I'm not against the country. I'm just against the, go- you know, the government or whatever. Right. And it's like kind of the same vibe and then nobody gets it and they're like, man, you just like to waste your time. It's like, it's, I mean, it's actually the only thing you can do. Like if you don't do that, there's nothing else you can do except stop. You know? But it sucks. I mean, like do it with everything. Like, Every health food, every fucking grow shop, every yeah. it's like, God damn it. <laughs> every time I turn a corner, I'm like, you know, and if you do buy it, you feel bad. It's like instantly just like, whew, you know, deflated. You had yeah. to do it. There was nothing else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, uh, you know, yeah. like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and so how do you guys as a, so with grow life, do you guys, um, cause, cause that's part of the reason I want to get you on the show. Cause it was like, well, all right, well, anytime I get a new sponsor, and you guys are more complex than, than most sponsors. Most sponsors are like, oh, we make this. And you're like, okay, cool. Let's talk yeah. about that. And then you can talk yeah. about that. And then maybe they might have other things to work with. But you guys are a little bit um, representing all different brands, which yeah. is cool because then we can get those brands hopefully right. come through the show. And then yeah. we'll showcase each one of them harder, you know. Um, Give me a note because I, I kind of I've you know put your side up and, and talked about it, but at the same time I really only because because most of the products I I'm a noob. oh it's okay you're good just kind of just keep it closest to the mouth you should be fine you'll hear yourself Fishy. Fishy. Um, but a lot of the products I've, I've are all the products actually in the, in the comp, are things I used a lot so thank you you know how it is when you're doing if you listen to Joe Rogan's thing if he's yeah. talking about chimp mail he's not really excited yeah but when he's talking about his fucking like right. things that he loves he's right. like Wah! you're right. like holy shit this is the same way with everybody so sure i want to be that guy for your company but part right. of it is you helping me tell my people what's going on because they're all yeah. they'll get really interested once they hear because the thing is when we started with build a soil um you know it was like i didn't even realize how dedicated like the people who listen to the show really were to organic first of all and then how interested they were and like he just killed it right out of the gate like on his first day he was like sure. oh my god people are just ding 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 sure. but they also had something that was really like easy to 
right. get their fingers into. So, right. tell us your 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 philosophies. So, I mean, so we had you know we had a bunch of store, bunch had a bunch of retail, mm-hmm. uh, and then we realized that retail is just going away. It's, it's dead, basically. You mm-hmm. know, you can't cater to everybody. And mm-hmm. you know, to, to put millions of dollars of dead money on your shelves, it's just—it's not. Who's going to give all the cost, candy to growers? I know it's just not a cost-effective <laughs> model. But there's always you know? candy at every grow shop. Yeah, there that, is. That's the only yeah. reason that growers. There's one. Go. I know one offhand that always has. Uh, yeah. The, the mama, mama bear always puts all the good chocolate out. That's uh, how you know. I always yeah. stock up. Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go in there. And, and that was and just, just a bullshit. Just during lunch, just to eat. Like, I just wanted Tootsie Pop. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. They got Milky Ways and Snickers. So you better put that with every delivery. Yeah. 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 No, we're gonna we're gonna try to one up the chocolate. Um, so yeah, so we did the we had the retail model for a long time. Realized it just wasn't working out. So we basically got real lean, started going commercial direct. So mm-hmm. we just go right to the mouth of the of the grows, and we try to you know get them in a rhythm of, of purchasing less. You know, maybe once a month instead of sending a bunch of guys to grow, grow stores. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's sending guys to grow stores for hours. You know, out of the week, it's just a lot of wasted time and energy. Right. You know, and we work with our, I mean, we work with all the manufacturers. We do a lot of manufacturer direct. Uh, we do, you know, we work with all the big DCs and, you know. Yeah. You, know, you have your own fleet or you kind of work with other little sub guys or something? No, I mean, we, we don't really, we try to drop, you know, drop, drop shit. Drop, drop, shit, shit, drop right. shit's really where it's at for us, you yeah. know. You know, if we can get people to spend, a, you know, a decent amount of money, we can always achieve free I mean, if they're free, big, free what if they're big, stuff. though, and they got a huge order, you're going to, like, We'll we'll swallow it. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll absorb we'll absorb the shipping okay. for sure. You know, there's you know like we have a, there's a lot will. of value to our brand. Right. One is that we're well. Know. I mean, when it comes to nutrients and stuff, it's like who the yeah. hell wants to move that around? Nobody. You know, so yeah, it's well, pallets are really expensive to ship yeah. all around the country. Yeah, you know, and it's, they well, take liquids and shit. Right? Exactly. It's always yeah. they 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 definitely hit you hard. And then um, so you're but you did like nationwide delivery. So yeah, we're I mean we're servicing grows in New Jersey, Delaware, mm-hmm. uh, Arizona, Washington, Oregon. We're all over the joint right now. Yeah. You know, That's as, awesome. Yeah. And is it one? It's like a one uh, central location, which is here, or they're kind of. So up? I've got a guy. I've got a. I got a guy in Arizona. We actually just got into Canada. We're mm-hmm. actually about to have a do a little retail in Canada. Canada is kind of behind schedule. You know, they're just kind of getting on right now as far as commercial is concerned for this segment mm-hmm. this sector so we're actually which gonna, part you have canada the whole canada or well just... uh it's in the middle of canada quebec area yeah, oh, so, yeah. yeah well so. they're always behind no. <laughs> <laughs> come on it's no. called canadian time yeah. hey. so hey. Uh, so Don't yeah no <laughs> so we're gonna we're moving into canada but really you know we're focusing on all these new states coming online you know and it's kind of like whoever gets there first yeah. is going to try to get the business so, you know, we try to focus on, on all these new cultivations popping up all around the country. They're left and right. It's, you go back to Florida, they've got I know. a ton of emerging markets. There, are, there is. Florida's, I mean, dude, there's... Truly, it's killing it down there, there right yeah, now. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Like it's, how, you know, it's, it goes from like, it's kind of going in a, in a whirlwind around, yeah. the, around the states where you, you can't really, you're, you're like turning your head and looking over here going like, wow, it's really cracking lacking over here and then all of a sudden it's like over here is going and over there is going the markets are definitely uh, yeah. and they and it's shocking how big they are Boston yeah. was one that overwhelmed me when we were doing state applications Philly yeah. when yeah. we were doing state applications yeah. I just did state applications in Arkansas yeah Arkansas is coming on it's right like, now what yeah. yeah we're working with a group in Arkansas too <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's like exciting. I know you would think Arkansas you're like wow okay now we're getting no, to those states now we're getting to those states for it's sure it's just happening well, right what, now, like Oklahoma has always been my litmus test where I've been like you know when that happens that's the turning Point. Well, it's over, right. man. There's nothing left. If, I mean, they, if yeah. they do it everywhere, they're starting to pitch in Tennessee now. That's right. when you know it. 
kids. Yeah, you know the well, you, you, know the, you know the Bible Belt. The Bible Belt's yeah. gonna if they're I'm, gonna get on board, everyone's. Gonna I'm from get Georgia. On board. I get it. It's I mean, they grew a lot of weed there, yeah. though. Yeah. So it's like yeah. good old boy Time weed. To tax it. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. There's gonna be like. They just decriminalized it in the city of Atlanta, so that's a big move, at least for them. So you that's can have good, up to an ounce good, on you. Good, wow, good great. news call. Yeah, no, decriminalized yeah. it, and it's a seventy-five dollar fine if you get caught. But I mean, that's a pretty big deal. That's amazing. Well, they needed that because they have a huge amount of people going to jail there for nothing. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah stop, just for nothing. stop locking kids up. I mean, yeah, focus focus on up. the real crimes. Yeah, changing lives. I mean, just interfering yeah, yeah, yeah. with lives, interfering with everything over yeah. over over weed, yep. over cannabis. It's a joke. It is. So, uh, so your family's still over? No, well, I mean, not your not your immediate family, but like yeah. Your dad. My my parents still have my parents have a house in Hollywood, and they have another house on the. They have two of houses in, in Hollywood. Coast, Coast. Yeah, of you know, in Hollywood. that's where they keep all the Jews, you know. <laughs> in those high rises, there they get them all stacked up. Well, I'm trying to get them out here. They're uh, my dad's retiring at the end of the year, so hopefully I'm going to get them out here. You know, nice. They're getting up there. Uh huh. And then. Uh, so uh, Colorado seems pretty much like long term for the company, or is it? Is Col- it are you going to have like a main headquarters here in any way, shape, or form? Well, or is it, yeah, or is I mean, we'll, our real our actual HQ is in Washington State. Okay. But, I mean, okay. we really we we operate out of Colorado. This is home base for us. It's, good, it's a good place for for doing you business know. like that too, because I mean, you I mean, know. physically you're not you're not obviously you know jumping out there and yeah jumping yeah. Into, jumping into planes or something right. like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, you know, but you are but you are able to. We also have really ex- cheap airfare. We can go wherever access wherever east and west, yeah, which is always yeah. good. Yeah. For um, sure, yeah, we're centrally located, so it's good to be, you know, somewhat the Midwest. Sure, and then um, when, so how many different? Because I mean, what are you dealing with hydrofarm and, and sunlight and all that stuff? I mean, how does that work? Because those guys are always a little territorial sometimes. I would could say the to say the least, right? Yeah, I mean, you I know, mean, it's, just any, having any we, friction with those kind of no, or, or I mean, like, we try to keep we try to keep it light and easy with everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, everyone everyone wants our business. It's just a matter if they want to. If they want to play ball, you know, we do a lot of work with some with NGW and Hydro Farm. Uh-huh. Uh, just, be, I mean, mostly because they've got distribution channels all over the country. Right, they That's can they can drop shit from anywhere and have it there, you know, next day a lot, yeah. which is a big which is paramount to our business expediting and keeping cultivations running seamlessly. Right, and then uh, do you guys see? So, so when you what's the smallest garden you, and what's the biggest garden you think as far as range wise? Uh, right now, the, the smallest is probably forty lights, uh-huh. somewhere in that world. Largest, and, and that's and that's when it, that's about when it's like starts to become more. Yeah. I always tell people like a good way to look at it is if you take like the percentage off of the lights on the maybe maybe not the double ended bulbs, but with the old school right. bulbs, right. you lost about fourteen percent on that first round, you know. Mm. And so if you could take that amount and then kind of calculate that into your figures. And see if it's worth buying new bulbs ever. Then it, once you get to that point, it's worth. It's like then it starts to you know worth working with people like you because sure. you're not buying. You know if you're going to buy bulbs on every single round oh, to yeah. cover that 14 percent and get more money worth because right. at the end of the day, like if you have 100 lights and you're losing 14 percent, that's a lot of fucking weight. It's a, basically, that's a lot of money. You know, and it's right, and it, and it's right out of the gate. I mean, new bulbs not so much. Right. Maybe they don't. You know, they work a little better, more efficiently, but. Back in the day, that was a very easy way to kind of see that you were at that level. Because sure. you're like, well, fuck, I might as well buy new bulbs because now I'm going to lose right away, like two pounds, three pounds. You no, know, I mean, yeah, with, sing- with single-ended, I mean, you really had to change your, your, your bulbs out after every three crops, like every, yeah. every six months because yeah. pars just went down in the toilet. Exactly. But, and that's yeah. what I mean. Like, and if you're a real pro, you just do every one and give those right. away to your just friends. Just give them and, away, right. Or <laughs> use them in veg somewhere. Let someone use them in yeah. veg somewhere. Exactly. Um, and, and, I mean, I always think where they... I mean, a lot of those bulbs must end up in Africa, right? I mean, that's what I would think. Like somehow somebody shipping them over or something because they, they know, could I'm, light up the whole 
pavilion everywhere. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that people are recycling them because there's a lot of mercury in those bulbs and they're really, really yeah. bad for the planet. Yeah, and so. it's also real, you know, disheartening when you, I mean, obviously, but I don't think it's a good idea to, to buy new bulbs each time, but I'm just saying that's yeah. how people motivated by yeah. money and looking sure. at their sort of bottom line are going to think. Right. And, you know, that, that was, those are the people running the industry now. All yeah. of a sudden, those guys, it's like, oh, damn, it's running more efficiently, it's but the, the weed's kind of sucky all of a sudden. Yeah. What's going on? That's why I love, that's why I love surrounding out CMH bulbs. Yep. Yeah. And you can run them for two years and, and at almost 90% par. Yeah. And then, I mean, you get so much value. Plus, it's the best light spectrum of any bulb on the market. Yeah, no, we're, yeah. we're big fans. Um, what, what about the single jacket and the double jacket? You have to I've go? got to go. Okay. It was good hanging out with you. Thank it you, was brother. Definitely it was cool. very definitely nice cool. chatting yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. Thank Pleasure. you so much, and, guys. Anytime, Richard, you want to jump in and uh, yeah. like I said. I'm just going to head off to Sweet Leaf first Fridays. And, uh, uh, there awesome. you go. Enjoy it. And uh, you can throw a pitch there. Was that Sensi Night? Sensi Night? It's coming up. They haven't scheduled our next date. But, okay. Uh, All right. Well, we'll, cool. we'll, 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 we'll let you know. All right. Well, go take care Thanks, of that. Adam. Thanks for coming through. All right, man. Take care. And so there you go. Now we got your undivided attention. Yes, my divided, <laughs> divided attention. <laughs> so um, uh, I forgot where we were. We were talking about Sarah Metal Highline. Oh, yes, yeah, Sarah Metal yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, single jacketed or double jacketed, you have any thoughts on that? Obviously, safety fa- factor. Safety first, obviously, the you know, doubles, you know. You know, but, but in general, do you think you lose much uh, on those? Uh, as far as light output? Yeah. You know, I don't, I haven't really done it in enough testing. Or did you ever to, use a single jacket as much? Or you only kind of, cause no. Lot, there's not very many of those out. Exactly. It's, it's um, yeah, I really, I really, I don't know that, I don't know the tech at that level. Yeah. I, I can make something up if you want. No, it just seems, <laughs> well, one thing I heard, one thing I heard which got me got a little bit concerned about the single jacket, it was that there was UVC coming through. Okay. And that's not a fucking good no. thing to be working under at no. all. Because, I like AMB. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want melanoma as right, sort of extra bonus points in, right. your, in your thing, but, so that, that got me a little nervous, and then of course, um, you know, the idea that if, if it, if it gets hit with water or whatever, it's going to be sure. You know, it's going to be dangerous. Yeah, just like you like just like you like my personal concierge. Like, yeah, he's, he's my microphone making concierge. It, making it perfect. Making yeah, it perfect. Yeah, hey, someone's got to be someone's got to be the production guy. So, did you do any growing with your friend, or you just kind of were just kind of uh, telling him what was good? What nope, was he was doing all the cultivating. I was yeah. doing all, all the wholesaling. It was a really really nice relationship. Very very. Uh, is that kind of where symbiotic? You, is that where you got the feeling now? Like this kind of your position is to be the supplier yeah. who kind of keeps that guy going. Who knows yeah, what he's doing? And I like you know. I, for, I think for us, it's just. Grow, you know, production days are very expensive. Mm-hmm. A lost production day is could, could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. Sure, you know we, you know we well, want the same. You know, Everything gets like very simplified very when somebody granular. can actually, yeah, when somebody actually figures out like, hey, yeah. you know, it's uh, two hundred and twenty-six dollars a day for right. doing this, and yeah. you're like, oh shit, exactly. we're down. Right, so you add those things, multiply up. that times the amount of amount of plants and, and rooms, and then you've got yeah. a large number. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh shit, it's not the number you want to see. Right. Sometimes you want to see you want to see the large numbers, you just don't want to see them in that that part. Yeah, um, and then so with plant management and stuff, do you guys have uh, what do you guys do for for you have in-house stuff that you're kind of pushing or. What companies are you representing? In? I mean, you know, we really we we're behind some brands, but we really try to cater to the customer. I mean, the customer has generally has a good idea of what they like. You know, we'd like to 
lend some advice if they, mm-hmm. if they want to hear it. But, you know, we don't really try to push anyone in one direction. Right. We just try to, you know, give them some ideas. You know, we try to stay up on all the new tech and just be like, hey, this is what we think, you know. This could save you money. You do, you have like a, do you have a visual, do you have any kind of visual aids on your site uh, as far as setup things or just as a kind of company rep, rep stuff and then you have to know what we it do is? That, we do that. You know, we can, we, we'll generally send people to a couple different sites, you know, as far as like, you know, you know if we want to help people do mapping for their rooms, yep. you know, you know cal- soil calculating, all that kind of stuff. We can help with all that too, you know, nice. room design. Yep. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of our value is that, you know, we did, we, we get it. We come from commercial and, you know, we understand that it's expensive and we want to, you know, help you succeed and help you keep it simple and get into a rhythm. Right. More or less, you know. And then uh, is there any other kind of like, is there, is there like a, besides when you drop ships, for instance, like sure. say if they're getting, you know, 55 gallon drums of fucking whatever yeah, and drop right, ship it. Right. Um, so you, you said you absorb that or no? I mean, you know, it depends if, on it depends. It depends on the ticket, you know. Right. Like, you know, we have a lot of deals in place with a lot. If of If it's local energy. enough and it's not like some stupid thing we have. to Yeah, do. well, I can tell you this. Like in Colorado and Arizona, you know, if we spend, I think, what is it, about three three k with either hydro or um, or sunlight, we can uh, we can always we can always get free freight. So you know, we try to teach people. Look, if you can spend a little bit more money now, yep. get it all get it all in one piece. You know, we can save you a bunch of money on all your freight. You know, and it's, there's a lot, you know, I'll, I'll try it. And that's the kind of stuff that gets you, uh, yeah, gets, uh, you know, gets it possible for you to get those things at a better price. It's weird, too, because back in the day, like, going to the grocery shop was, as you know, part of the ritual, you know. So it was like breaking breaking that ritual, sure. kind of like taking Uber. It's like, right. you know, used to be like. Right. That's all you know. You know, like take a cab. Yeah, and right. you're like, I don't take cabs. Cabs suck. And then you're like, okay, but I'll take Uber all of a sudden. You're like, and now people are like, fucking don't right. ever take cabs at all. And don't even think about cabs and it's like weird because you're like okay wasn't it just a couple of years ago that these things were like weird and you saw like what the fuck's those cars with the fucking right what's this lift what's lift or with a mustache yeah, yeah, remember, yeah, remember yeah, when right. there were just big dirty mustache on the front of a car you'd be like what the fuck are these things <laughs> it always looked like weird people driving them too and you yeah. just be like kind of like yeah, lift see- is always seedy like, Lyft is way seedier than Uber. <laughs> yeah, they are the seed. They're the seedy underbelly of, of the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I like actually. I mean, I have. I don't. I, I got rid of Uber because yeah. of my principles. Right. Once, yeah. Once I heard. Yeah, I got a quick. I got a funny little Uber story real quick. We, oh, yeah, uh, I went to uh, went to Avery uh, Avery Brewing at their old location in uh, in Boulder. They yeah. Went yeah, to that, I, went that to, little one. That little one off a wrapper on Fifty Fifth. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh-huh. yeah. I like this. It was great. It was super fun, and yeah. uh, they did. It. We went to one of their IPA fests several years ago, mm-hmm. and their director of marketing started taking us down into like you know like the K, you know all mm-hmm. all the yeah. all the places no one goes, and he's like, here, try this, try this. All these like real high gravity beers, like ten percent. Me and my boy, we just we got just toasted, right. and decided, hey, let's take an Uber. We're in no shade to drive. Our, ha- our house is like four miles away, so we're like, all right, whatever. It costs like ten dollars, fifteen bucks. First time using Uber, use the app. First available car, sixty dollars later to go four and a half miles. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with you. I'm done with you guys. I'm yeah. done. You got to help. At least try to help me out here a little bit. Right. That's, so that's ridiculous. It was absurd. <laughs> no, and it, it is like one of those things where we're not in that need as much. I mean, Denver, yeah, yeah. and then but when I go to like New York, it's even weirder because I'm like. 
as a New Yorker, it took me like the first three times I was there, I was like, no way am I fucking taking an Uber. And yeah. then all of a sudden, so you're, you're like one. one, yeah. And then like the last time I went, I was like, oh, oh man, I'm using this beep, beep, yeah. beep, beep. I was just fucking on it. Well, it you, were the, you were in the city. Yeah. And it, yeah. Was, just, it was just so much more convenient. It because is. The you guys, can't get a cab. I was like, these fucking cabs. I'm like, all right, then yeah. I hit the button. Boom. He's there. I'm like, well, I know. Uh, yeah. That's a great, yeah. Little ur- urban sprawls are a great, great place to use those services yeah, for sure. Yeah, where it's designed for it. But yeah, definitely yeah. when you're in the uh, in the rural zones, it's oh, like, yeah, it's kind get, of ridiculous. You you're get like, beat up. Yeah. Exactly. And then you're like freaking obligated at that point. Like, oh. Plus it sucks it right out. That's the p- painless yet painful part, you know what I mean? Yeah, still, still it should have been our idea though. Yeah. <sighs> right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so you go back, uh, you go back home or go back to like rep over in, in Florida just because since it's your spot originally or you have other people out there doing that? We don't, you know, don't have if anyone's chance. listening yeah, out there, out there in radio land, um, looking for, we're looking to build our sales team. I need guys on the East Coast. We're looking for a guy in the Northeast, mm. Boston, New York, PA. I got people from the um, show. We definitely looking for Looking for someone uh, coming up in the South. Uh, Tim, where are you, Tim? Yeah, Tim. Tim. Give me a call, 303-495-6978. Tim, come to me. <laughs> come to me, Tim. See? See how easy that was? Um. Uh, but in general, uh, it's blowing up over there right now. So yeah, they're, having a cup, they're having a cup, which got canceled, and then it got rescheduled, and then it got, got canceled, canceled again. again. And then <laughs> it's going to be at my friend's spot. It'll be smaller. Cool. It's going to be at the Tetra Hydro Club on the 21st, 22nd. And I think he's got Method Man. So sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. And then Method Man was like, "I'll do it for nothing. Just, had, just give me a, pick me a pound of premium." They had Meth and Red at the first thing, and then that that um, fucking spot got all weirded out by it because it was hip hop, and it's right. like, "Come on, it's Meth and Red. Yeah, yeah. it'll be fine. It's yeah. Cannabis Cup. It was out of. It's literally going to be perfect for him." And then they like got all cold got feet, it. and mm. then they fucking pulled. They pulled their thing. Mm. So now it's just at my friend's club, which is going to get ridiculous because it's in the middle of Wakefield, which is a tiny little town. Right. And, and it's gonna, there's going to be a lot of people there, and they're going to... Oh, yeah. Oh. It's always like... Well, I mean, it's usually been busy, but I mean, this is going to be nuts, I think, because it's going to, you know... Even though it only has a month of advertising, it'll be... It's only... It's literally an old movie theater, so... It's oh, cool. very cool. It's, it's a cool spot, but... Yeah. It's going to be like... Mob, road, be mob, like mob scene. Road Warrior. Yeah. Road Warrior. <laughs> like, get back. Open the gate. <laughs> drive through. But it's pretty funny. He's uh, Jordan, who's the owner. He's he's always pulling off some crazy stuff. He had DMX at one point, like, out front, doing wheelies on fucking on his quad. I was like, well, there you go. It's, yeah. Yeah, some, there's some yeah, entertainment life, go- life goals there. You know? Life goals. <laughs> I got DMX riding my fucking quad in front of the spot. You know, it's like... That's always good. So, um, out here, you guys, you doing anything fun? You guys get like I know it's family life, but I, I got a five year old, so I know that. Yeah, and it's not like I end up doing events here, which is keeps me kind of sort of entertained, Inclu- and, sure. and, and entertained and inclusive and part of the scene a little bit. Right. But if I didn't do that, I'd have a really hard time just because it's like so much energy. Yeah. You, you ever get it out? Or? We do. Actually, I have two girls, uh, eight and almost five, and we're, we try to get them out, you know. I'm talking to you. I'm talking oh, about me. You. Yeah, oh, dude. them. Please, yeah, forget them. Screw yeah, forget them. They're not here right now. Forget about them. We've, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I said, I have a five-year-old. No, they're so paying the ass, I know, to be honest with you. I know that whole deal. <laughs> I know that whole deal. <laughs> I love them, but I don't like them at all. No, it's um, No, I, the wife, yeah, the wife and I, we, you know, we, we, you like, guys, to, we like to see a lot. We're big concert people. You guys, yeah, you get to Red Rocks a lot, I went to Red Rocks last week, saw Beach House, and uh, and actually, and, and actually, um, if uh, yeah, there's there's some uh, talk of a show at Red Rocks this year. 
for New Year's, which is going to be pretty interesting. Oh yeah, is that? Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, not, no, not, I was thinking of My Morning Jacket. I think they're playing. A, is that? Is that that? Don't know the lineup, but it's yeah. definitely happening. So yeah. that's all I know. I know okay. it's happening. Okay. I know something's going down. So understood. Um, <laughs> and uh, on the DL. Well, it's not on the DL. It's actually, I think it might even have been announced. I'm not sure, but I, I just would misquote everything and have the sure. wrong names and, and <laughs> names and everything. I know the date is fucking New Year's. That's, that's as good as it gets. Yeah. But uh, I do also know that they're looking for uh, vendors and sponsors. Okay. So it's looking like it okay. could be. It's an MJ friendly event? Well, well not friendly. It's, not friendly it's as, red far, as far as it's in, it's red enjoying, rocks. but. We can have all cool shit. We just can't. Right. You can't have, partake. Yeah. Quote unquote. Quote unquote. Can't partake yeah. at Red Rocks is like yeah. saying basically. Yeah. yeah. It's like, come on. <laughs> at Meadowlands or something yeah, like but that. But they put, they have it on the, Good on track. the big screen. Yeah. They have it on the big screen though. Yeah. Marijuana is strictly prohibited at Red Rocks. Oh God. Yeah. Please respect your neighbors. And all the neighbors are like, uh, don't you, we're good. Yeah, respect by giving me some. Please, right. Is what they say. Right. Right. Uh, no, it's, I mean, there's zones. You definitely don't want to be like totally exposed and you kind of yeah. like also don't want to be, you know, you, yeah. like if you're in the middle, you can get away with it. Obviously, if you're yeah. by the rows, you can yeah. get them. Well, you got to roll the vape pen. Yeah. Well, pens. Yeah. yeah you you got to roll the pens. You, you got to pen, pens are more like, I just have it in case I fucking everything else goes wrong. wrong. Like if everything <laughs> else goes wrong, the pen comes out, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, Oh God, but we'll, we'll just blaze. You got to go down left, left bottom there just blaze. yeah it it's like the, you just got to go where all the locals are it's like all the that's where i end up i'm just like okay this is it this is like your it's like uh, safety in numbers right like safety four, third you know 40 of us here someone's blazing everyone around is you know it's like you know it's always keeping an eye right right and it's like being back in high school again. right just like, a right. lookout it's always a lookout it's so hilarious it's like watching and everybody's you know like our age like you know in the, like their late 40s 50 early right. 50s and they're Trying to act like sixteen year olds and being all fucking sneaky and cupping yeah. cupping yeah. joints and yeah. shit is hilarious. Yeah. I bring love bring a little toilet toilet paper roll with the uh... yeah. It's not that bad. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. Just put a, just put a wet towel under the door. You'll be all right. Yeah, and then uh, so yeah, so you get to see lots of shows. That's I mean, that's that's literally what keeps another one of those things. that's like you know, you, it's cool because when you have friends come every time, it's like yeah. it's their and first time. You, and you without fail, you, you get to do you're, you're you get to go through exactly. that whole cycle, yeah. and you get to see them go. Oh my god! They come home always like had yeah. a friend of ours stay yeah. over, and she religious she, experience. She came home. Yeah, exactly. Her eyes rolled super wide, and like I was like, "Good night, huh?" And it was like rainy and horrible, and it just like doesn't clicked, matter. Didn't matter. It rained on us two weeks ago, and I still took it all. I was just like, "This is the." Lo-. It was like a visual, audio-visual gorge fest. The like, first band, and I was like, no, "Who cares?" It's, the rain's help is adding to this, right? Right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, so let's see what time is it because we're gonna have to do some ads. We can talk about fifteen more minutes, and then we're gonna do ads, and then. Uh, gonna have Ron Wallace calling in, and I want you to stay on the mic with me here if you can, and if not, whatever you need sure. to. But the, Ron is a world record holder from a couple of years ago world for pumpkins, and so he we're gonna talk some soil science. Okay. And uh, very cool. You know, just well, I don't know about soil Different. science. I don't know about soil science. Is that Ron already calling? Oh, no, it's 420. Cl- is this 420? It's 427. Oh wow, 427. What time is it? What time is it? Is this uh, Mr. James it is, Bean? It's the 420. 427. 427. 427. Man from heaven. I'm on vacation. You know what I mean? I'm already getting yelled at just by calling it in. Man in heaven. Man in heaven. 427. There it is. Okay, so tell us what's going down out there in vacation land. Getting all Well, vacation land consists of working always, but uh, uh-huh. Dirty Bird Camp Out in uh, Southern California with uh, JC, my marketing 
and I think the best social media guy in the, in the game. Uh, one of the best friends in Brooklyn, who I haven't seen in many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's yelling at me for calling you on the phone. That's cool. But, That's cool. Um, oh, here. I know, I know. I told her. I was like, it's a thing I got to do. I'm handing over. I'm handing over torchlight, trying to explain it while we're while we're listening to you. Yeah, just kind of hold the button down, and it'll get going. And kind of there you go. A little harder. Hit a little harder. Yeah, a little, so little harder, but not too hard. A little softer, actually, a little harder. And we're at the uh, Dirty Bird campout, and so we've got Dirty Bird the strain that TSK had done, uh-huh. and we're just uh, strategically placing them throughout our my, my trip. Uh-huh. And so, if you follow on Instagram or Twitter, you can find a free pack of Dirty Bird. Just at your local Walmart, quite possibly. You never know. You how, many you, how many have you dropped off? I, I can't. I can't divulge those numbers. <laughs> I have not got any. I mean, I believe that there quite, quite None. possibly may have been six packs that are going to be distributed. But I personally, I don't know if any of those things be true. Oh, I get you. But if you follow Instagram, yeah, yeah, Instagram, where, um, where the real, where the real things happen. Instagram, yeah, it's new. So, and, uh, no, what do you got for specials? What do you got for specials? I'm losing you. I'm losing you. I'm losing you. Where are you going? You there? Oh my God! You turned oh, to just no. you turned to digital nothingness. Must be an iPhone. Digital? No, you're half back. Robot. <laughs> we got <a> robot. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> No. Uh-uh, I can't hear that. <laughs> that is terrible. I can, I can hear him very clearly. You can? No. 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 All right. <laughs> James, call back. Come Get on, James. Come on, James. Yeah, call us back. Come Possibly. on, Jimmy. Come on, James. Call back. There we go. Jesus uh, Christ. That was like worse than... Wow. If that wasn't a tap, I don't know what was. That's Skype. Yeah, that, was Sky. That's, that sound I haven't heard in so long, but it's just like ingrained in your memory, right? The little glurble glurble. Like, oh, that, I know that's that, that, blip that sound. Oh, that blip sound. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They haven't changed it. They haven't Branding. Changed. <laughs> yeah, you are like Pavlov's dog. They can't. You can't. They change that. They go bankrupt in two seconds. <laughs> uh-huh. So, so, did, so, did you ever work on any big corp stuff or? Get kind of that training on that side. Uh, was, uh, yeah, it all, I, was it all weed? Was it always weed? no, no? no I, I, I worked for Miller Coors for a few oh, yeah, years. Uh, oh, yeah, they're, they're, a, they're small. It, they're a small uh, yeah, beer brand. company, yeah. re- relatively new to the scene. Um, and was that like but, was that like uh, in production side or was that in? Like, I did I did uh, I did sales and, uh, sales and event execution for them. Oh, so events. That's yeah. there you go. There, then then you understand. That the and if it was Coors, I mean, they would probably they probably sponsor fucking Red Rocks all day long. They, right? I'm sure they're, they, I'm sure, they I'm sure their name is on it somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure they own it. They do. It. It is. It's theirs. It's would so. You, it's so close. Hmm. Um, but no. somebody didn't put that together. Like somebody's like, yeah, I don't know. We should probably not sponsor that. That wouldn't be so smart. It's only like on the same fucking range. Sure. Um, like so so when you were working for them, like, uh, but. Uh, as sales side, where did you transfer any of the? Did you transfer any of that when you came over to the cannabis? I mean, as far as like obviously, sure, not so much direct like this yeah. guy came over, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think sales. I think sales is kind of something that's a part of you. I don't think you can teach people how to be good salesmen. Mm-hmm. I think it's either can or you can't. Well, New York, hel- New York helps. Yeah, well, you know, you, you, New York's already competitive in that way. Like you're already selling to each other when yeah, you're kids. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah all, you're, your whole life is about selling. Yeah, you're all hustling you know, each other. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah, I got it for it. three. I'll give it to you for twenty six. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy three. You know, two, yeah. one for two, three for five. It's like yeah. being on a lot somewhere. 
Well, it's like buying fireworks. That's what I always think of. Like, oh, as a dude, kid, oh, I used to go buy fireworks. Oh, you, at can, the, you, can break, you can break those guys down. And so you'd be like, the guy would be sure. like, 30 bucks. He'd be like, 30 bucks, oh, forget on. about it. And you walk away. And then he's yeah, like, yeah, like, all right, I'll do it for 10. And you're like, wait, I went from 30 to 30 10. Exactly. What happened to 20? And then you get like into that. And I had my mom a couple times when I was really young. I was probably like 10 or something like that. And I was just like, Going, you know, not, like I just got into the hustle. I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. And I'd go cruise around and hear a guy go, fireworks, fireworks, you know, and I'd be like, all right. And then he'd always take you to the back alley to the little fucking secret spot, yeah. have them all lined up on the wall. And I'd be like, go for the biggest thing. I got pineapples. They'd be like, pineapples sure. and fucking, and you know, and I want more. all the big ones, you know. And then he'd be like, you know, oh, he'd be looking at them. And then my mom would come over and like sell it to him, you know, and he'd be like, all right. You know, they'd be all nervous. And then sometimes he'd like, you know, She'd be like, how much do they charge you? And I'd tell them. She'd be like, if I can give them the fucking, give them the look, you know. Right. Dude, it was half price. There you go. Yeah, yeah I was terrible. Like, I used to go from New York to Rhode Island all the time, every every uh, 4th of July or whatever. And I'd just literally, a just US, like a military duffel, it, a military duffel bag filled with fireworks. Coming out of the top. With fucking sticks poking out awesome. on the fucking overhead. Awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, could, well, you could get away with murder. I mean, I mean it was those who, day, it was those who cares? Days. It was those days, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was just so funny because now it's like, can you imagine, like, that'd be like a fucking terrorist act. Like, it would, it would be point. an act of terror. You know, they'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. You had all these fireworks. There's like 10 sticks of dynamite when yeah. you added it all up because that was the whole point. I was buying everything that was a quarter stick of dynamite. I was like, right. give me like 20. You right. know what I mean? It was like, yeah. so you're just like, add up the add up the sticks really quick. <laughs> and uh, no, it was crazy how those days, uh, I mean, I'm sure they're still selling fireworks. I'm sure there's still dudes out there, but it was like, was, there was literally like a, Swarms of them at that yeah. time. It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. The firework mafia. It was. It was crazy. Um, do you, did you go back to New York at, like regularly, or just? I mean, when you were living in Florida, or you kind of whenever you? No, whenever I could. I still yeah. have a lot of family there, um, but I don't get out there as much now, especially with the kids. Trying to go for it. We were contemplating taking the kids there for New Year's. So my daughter's dying to see the Rockettes. So I was like, oh, I'll take you to Radio City. Sure. My, my kid is named Nick, and it's NYC. So, I mean, that's about as New York as it gets, even though oops, even though he was born in, in, in fucking... Sure, uh, here. In, yeah, he was, born, right. he was born in fucking Boulder in uh, 2012. So it's hilarious in the sense of... I got one that, that year, too. Yeah. So yeah, They're really, a real treat, aren't they? <laughs> no, they're good. Mine's great. Mine is, well, mine is, mine is good right now. He's, you got one. One is one. Two is like ten. Yeah, yeah, too. Just it's just it's inviting them just to just to hate on each other, right? Well, that was my my philosophy. I have me and my wife have gone back and forth. Like in the beginning, we were like, okay, if we're gonna do it, we have to keep them kind of you know in this within this age, sure. age range. No, and then it was just like I was a single kid, she was a single kid. So yep, me for, too. For us, it was like ah, this is all I really know, and yep. you know, yeah, he'll be a little spoiled, I guess, because that's what happened to me in some ways. But at the same time, it was also like. I got to sit yeah. by myself and fucking yeah. do shit. No, for and, sure. And not be like, yeah. oh, I got nobody. I'm, you know, it's like, so yeah. it's good. It's I fun. There's a balance. I mean, it's easier yeah. when you know what you're doing in that sense. And yeah. uh, It's an adventure every day. But I know uh, there's times when we're, we're both always like, man, it would be pretty good if we did. But then I'm like, you do realize that he's, he would be cool now. But you know, there would be this this whole new thing we don't yeah. know about. Plus the, know? plus the whole first, like, 18 months of, of, of a new baby is just a, it's a lot. It's just work. It's constant work. You can't get away from it. Just right. keep this kid alive. You know? um, mm-hmm. But that's why, yeah, I can't, I'm, a, I'm one of one too. That's all I knew. I was good with one until my wife was like, we're going to have a second one. I'm like, okay, yeah. whatever you say. Well, I mean, like I said, I was <laughs> accepting of it all either way. And, right. and, but, but yeah, we definitely were like, 
Yeah. <laughs> like, we kind of like we both went like, eh, yeah. I think this is. There's enough. a lot more freedom with one too. Well, yeah, and 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 it's it's like we had you know shot on goal on this one. Everything worked out. Right, great. right. Yeah, you got one right. Yeah, no, it's, there, there's no, it's, there's no, uh, right. There's no, hur- there's no hurdles. Yeah, the, the second one's a lot of hurdles. <clears throat> Could well, yeah, and it can go in any direction too. You For know, sure. With, like, shitty doctor. We had like the, the best part is that when you uh, you know when when you come back to America and you're like. Like I just, we had just moved back, and I had no insurance, and it was like, she was really on it. She's from Sweden, so she just went boom, 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 got Medicaid, covered everything, and in Boulder. So we got like the right. perfect, you know, we're out like you know, lucky. Everything was like top uh, top end, right. and then on on top of that, we had. So I got my receipt, and it was forty bucks, <sighs> you know, because I had to pay for, my, pay for my dinner. Yeah. And I was like, oh. There you go, Fair. forty dollar kid. I wish my mine were a lot more than forty. Yeah, and I've talked to people with horror stories. I have one friend of mine who's a glass blower who's doing a show here. He said he spent fifty eight thousand dollars on pregnancies and he has yeah. no kid. Yeah, that's in, that's just unbelievable because they've been trying so hard yeah. for eighteen years yeah. or something like that. I have I have several friends that have put and down I'm, I'm like, a lot of coins trying to get pregnant. I'm like, damn, that's yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. No, we've like, been uh, we got you know we got pregnant in like five so seconds on our second one. That's why. That's why. Then I then I then I realized. On that day, and I was a true breeder. I was like, <laughs> really a breeder, I'm a, a very efficient one. My efficiency is high on my breeding. That's good stuff. <laughs> There's no no wastage. I'm, so, breed, I'm all in. I'm, I just got to breed all around. I just I know how to breed. Yeah. Well, that was it. I just finally was original or, or real, I should say. So, um, what's not, okay? So, what happened to James? He just fucking died. Yeah, Jim. Come on, Jim. Oh, yeah, he right. never came back. Jimbo. Oh, he killed my flow there. So he's okay, in well, the tunnel still. Anyway, I will. Well, let's go. Let's go. Actually, we, we don't even have to talk about him right now. We'll go because yeah, I've said we, we have him here. It's no problem. I think I think we talked. But no, actually, yeah. before before we even get into this, because might as well use you, you while you're here. Um, give me your three best taglines or your best two taglines that you you would use if you met somebody. Like, say you're at the airport and you're rolling up and you see this guy and you think and he, and actually. He's like, hey, I was just about to get a grow in uh, Florida, and uh, I was thinking about, uh, yeah. What would you do? Yeah. Because you'd say, hey, well, actually, I work for it. And then just give me your pitch line, oh. just so that I can get your pitch sure. in my head, and then I'll be like a Pavlov's dog or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, like, life. Yeah. You mean those guys who are like, Yeah, quick. Hey. I mean, like, we're a commercial cultivation supply chain. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we source any brand, you, any brand you want. We drop a chip at, uh, at your facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, no more grow stores. You're, you get the best price anywhere. You get concierge service. Uh, we make your life easy. We make your grow efficient. Beautiful. And uh, on top of that, you guys are available everywhere in the country. And um, you have a hotline or something like that? Do you guys have some sort of like, do you have like who's You know, you think we'd have a hotline by now. That would be the smart thing. Or even a cold line. Well, you know what you could do? How many people you got working for you? I have, we have, we're pretty lean right now. We're about, we're about 10 people. Okay. So yeah, we need, we, do I you ever hear sideline? Please do tell. So sideline is you can get a separate number on your phone, right? Yeah, we have, well, I have, I have a grasshopper line. And if, okay. Anybody, if you want, if you, if you need grow anything, yeah. call 303-495-6978 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for the people in the back. That's mm-hmm. 303-495-6978. Okay, nice. So yeah. You have, so you do have a, you do have a sort of contact. So yeah, number we for, do. Okay. So in general, um, Sideline works where you guys can all have a, like a number. But of course, you can't make your number because you already have a number. But 
it's pretty cool because you get to choose. I, like, I got one awesome, and mine's 669-3369. I was like, that's a way better number yeah. than the number I have. So I was like, all right, yeah. use that for the shop and use that for the show and use that for CC sure. for a thing. Sure. And then you can have up to 10 people, I think, on it right. and have the same answering thing. And, yeah. it's, and everybody has the same side phone number. Right. And one person picks it up, and then you right. don't have to pick it up. Yeah, the, one we, the, the service we use is very similar to that. It's like 11. This one's like... So yeah, it's fifty bucks. Yeah. This one's fifty bucks a year, but yeah, then you got all these like add-ons and whatnot, whatever, you know, yeah. things you don't use. <laughs> fifty dollars <laughs> is that's and, and they don't sponsor the show, no, right? For no, sure, no. But fuck it, no. The sideline's been pretty good, except for they they were free and everything was cool, but then they like went. You had to pay, and then if right. you're gonna pay, you, you might as well pay a little more right, and then get, get all the bl- yeah. function all the functionality yeah it's like oh, you're gonna have the totally lame one that you right right <laughs> for three dollars more a month you can have all of this great amazing stuff you should, yeah i mean yeah. how do you not of course you have to and then you get stuck yeah you ever yeah it's pretty bad if you actually add up on some of the apps that you buy and in the long run and all this stuff some, sometimes some of these phones are ridiculous because you're like i can't even get my phone to work i mean you know? there's a million apps on it but the phone part stinks why oh, how come they can't get that part right on your iphone or something? yeah, yeah. I'll, you know i'll say that i have one you have at&t or no i'm gonna say i have that too okay that's what fucks up <laughs> so if you live in if you live in yeah you need verizon right yeah and yeah. it sucks because i uh this whole conversation is going to nothing about weed, but don't matter. <laughs> and we're going to talk about, we have, it's perfect time because we have tw- 19 minutes until Ron Wallace is going to call in. So yeah, Ron, come on, buddy. I don't know if I can, I got 19 minutes. I got two kids to, I got two kids to get to bed tonight so I can party yeah. down. Yeah. It's Friday. Come on, yeah. James. Yeah, no, James, <laughs> James is, uh, he's gone. He's, he's, he's on, gone. He's on vacation. He's on vacation. CCNow.com is officially vacation. on vacation, but he's officially was off the line for a couple of days there, so everybody's freaking out. I think they had, they've been, this is their fifth time getting shut down on oh, Instagram, geez. and then they just get constantly, they're like nonstop yeah. battling. They're, they've been made, they've been made a, a uh, yeah, they're, they're a target. They've made an example of. Kind of. They got people who don't like, and they've got, you know they're doing the same thing. They've been doing it the right way, and then we get people who hate it because they're all of a sudden like, Whoa, these guys. So they had, you know, right. as ever, and then they get complaints and get shut down. And But they always fight back, and they always win. They always fight back, and they always win, which is impressive because it's a lot of fucking work because you got to, like, you know. Get a bunch uh, of gotta get a bunch of hackers out there to rehack the hack. Yeah, right, the hack. right. You gotta be one step ahead of them. You gotta dehack and, and rehack. Then re-hack. <laughs> rehack without being a hack. Yeah, rehack. Um, so CCNow.com if you want to check out what their specials are. We were gonna listen to it, but it turned into a bunch of fucking alien bullshit. So I have no idea what it was. I just went. I think you're just gonna read the sales. Do you want me to just read the sales? Sure. Read a read a quick sale. I think it's eighty eight dollars. Eighty eight dollar and eighty eight cents. Mark, yeah, let's see here. Mark, what's on M- sale, Mark? MTI. We, got, uh, MTI. we call them MTI, actually. Mark, what do you have in... Uh, actually, what you... they have a new name for me in the chat room. What's it? MTSG. 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 Mark the sound guy. Oh, All right. Oh, you're an acronym. Acronym. You've, you've been upgraded to an acronym. Yeah. Congratulations. No, he was an acronym before you. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, oh. they're always the intern. MTI. <laughs> yeah, he was MTI. He was Matt the intern, but now, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. now he has actually a job, so he is the sound guy. So it's MTSG. MTSG. All right. I'm trying to, trying to get <laughs> that one right. Let's see. It's the 888 sale. All Crockett, Ethos, BOG, uh, Mycotech, Absolute, 8888. Exotic Packs, also 8888. Uh, Green Avenger and Rosetta Stone as well. Uh, Apollo 13 Haze Special. One, one, buy one pack of the new strain Apollo 13 Haze and get two packs of Brothers Grimm free. Then the 3888 sale, all packs, all five packs from uh, Homegrown Natural Wonders, TH Seeds, Mosca, and La Plata Labs, 
Thirty-eight eighty-eight. Bam! Cheap, cheap. Get some cheap. Yeah, that's THC. that's that's good value right there. there Boom. Boom. I'm on the cheap sheet. Now I'm on the fucking bottom round. I'm on the bottom rung. <laughs> Makes me feel good. It's good to get back. Get your get your hands dirty. Nice, nice to know that I'm on the bottom rung now. Well, whatever, whatever, man. I don't care. I got some new shit coming down in in, in uh, December. So, oh, good for you. That's fun. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. It's gonna be a Fre- bunch yeah. of fresh. Think, it's any, nice not knowing. Well, yeah, there's it, an element it, of surprise there. There is for everybody because it's the same as everybody. I'm just like waiting to see what right. you know we're gonna end up running with. But uh, f- yeah, it's gonna be interesting, and it's only a couple months away at the uh, Emerald Cup. You guys are gonna do that. I think we're going to make it out that way. I mean, you're not going to do it because you're going to walk. Closed, we're going to walk it. Yeah, you know. This, there's so, California is just coming. It's just, it's just a, the market is on. It's like what, 55% of America. I mean, come on. Well, you know, it's one of those things where it is the biggest market. But that's mostly Southern California. The, the, the show is in NorCal, which is awesome right. because it's, it's that time of year where everybody's done with their crop. They right. got their shit. They're out of right. their deal. They can you know. enjoy themselves. Yeah, they can enjoy themselves and they can buy some stuff. And they, the seeds get sold because everyone's got to, you know, try for next year. Sure. And uh, so it, it was. It's it's our favorite of all the shows we're doing. Definitely all of our favorites. So yeah, we will have so big presents. Seeds are now his main sponsor. Might as well stick with them for a second and then. Uh, Given that the longest intro ever, for James. Oh my God, James. James! Where's James? He was normally he has his own little piece. He comes in, he gives a special. I was excited to hear him. He sounded like you know he sounded. Uh, he's on you point. Know, he he's on point. Into it. He's on point. Uh, but we went. I don't know. I was over there hanging out with Jan- with uh, uh, Derek over at Incredibles. Checked it out the other day. It's, you know, it's it's funny because it's like going to your, it's like going to Cheers for me. Like you yeah. walk in. Same dog still barks at me. Right. Same everything. Well, actually, it was a different dog. I, was, yeah. I should say that. Norm, Normie was look, there. Looks exactly the same. So they uh, had to retrain the new dog. New dog, same. Um, didn't get any edibles when I was there at all. No, <laughs> no, no. Because I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't in the Incredibles uh, uh, zone. Yeah. I was in the, the R and T. No, I was in the R and D zone next door, which is cool because then you can smoke. Because it's not part of the bill. Yeah, it's smart. Nice. You got to do yes, that. Yes, it's always been like that. Yeah. Um, but hanging out with those guys, and uh, that's where they make the machines themselves. And uh, their yeah. products are just on point. The site's looking really good. It's all fresh. You can, this is the time of year to get the pumpkin uh, pie delight, which is awesome because, you know, seasonal stuff. Do they actually keep it? No, they don't keep it all year round, do they? they no, just, no, it only comes around for October. It's seasonal. It's not, it's not core. No, it's not core. Um, but their extracts are, and they're yes, always they are on point. Always on point. Yeah. Ours are always on point. That's one of the things about these guys. Consistency, consistency, consistency. And uh, they are going national. Check yeah. it out. Yeah, they're be, definitely one of, the, one of the best brands in the biz. For, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no two just, about just it. Just tight, tightly put together. Um, you know, good team. Guess what it's all about. High class. Yes, sir. And uh, you can go to iloveincredibles.com to see if they're near you, if you live here in Colorado or any of the states that are their new territories, which, you know, those are going to be a little harder to uh, to be possibly close to. If you're in Colorado, though, it's within a throw's reach. If you're, if you're near a dispensary, you're near them because they are in every fucking place, which, unless they suck, right? Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So uh, go to iloveincredibles.com and check them out. And then, of course, build a soil. Uh, this is the time of year for him to change gears a little bit because it's not, man, it's crazy during the spring with this company because these guys put together uh, custom blends and also amendments and, you know, uh, uh, IPM and all products that you might, might have a hard time finding. Uh, 
delivered to your door, kind of like you guys, but more direct to yeah. cu- customer to this right. one little shop. But this one little shop has expanded and expanded and expanded into a mega, humongous. No, it's not humongous. It's actually pretty good size, though. And uh, they still are. Every single person who works for them knows what's going on, so you can give a call at 855-877-SOIL, and they will pick up the phone and, like a human being, talk to you, and you can actually ask questions, or you can go online to com, check out all the different products they have, order online, you know, just like all that, yeah, all that so, stuff. It's just it's it's so easy now. It's so crazy, man. Order yeah. soil to me is always just weird. Just soil like, to your door. You're like, soil to the door. Yeah. Yeah. Get, you know, just get them in those big totes and just tear. Boom, you're ready to go. Well, I mean, in the bag. they're in uh, Montrose. So it's okay, they're on the Western Slope. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like the easiest. Uh, we have a grow. We, we we have a we have a customer there. That's mm. cool. Yeah, Montrose. They're a great company. Uh, you, should probably, you should probably get in touch with them. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, yeah. they will be your they'll be your uh, nexus to these uh, the organic world there. So no, perfect. I think he's a he's a great guy, Jeremy, and he, I'm sure he'll work with you. That would be your perfect little. Adam Dunshow transition will be like, well, if you need any builder soil and you happen oh. to be there, boom, 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 man, boom bam. Boom. Um, also, another company locally I think you were uh, talking with, New Millennium. These guys, uh, new company, but yet been around a long time. The owner of the company is one of the original people put out Bud Blood years ago. Um, so one of the first guys in the industry understands all the all the, new, the nuances. All the things required and all the bullshit that's out yeah, there. And he's really, he's, really, he's really cleared it up in his product line. And they have a new um, carbo-based product, which is full of aminos. And I don't forget the name of it, but it's on that. What's on the website? Can you grab that new, what's the name of it? What they call it in the end? It's a new, oh. new uh, carbo-based. It was just called Carbo-Load, but it was spelled oh, like bo. I was going to say Carbo-Load. But it was spelled like bo. I think it was Candy Carb or something like that. Or <laughs> something, something. I forget what Something with a snappy name. Something good. Something super snappy. No, it's, they not have on their, it's not on the product. Uh, oh, my oh, God. Oh, goodness. It was like on a... Oh, here we go. There it is. There it is. It's got it. It's it's got it. Carbonarnia. Carbonarnia. Narnia? Carbonaria. Carbonaria? Naria. 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 I'm eight feet from the screen. You're eight inches. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Carbonaria? Or just Naria? Carbonaria. Yep. Naria. Carbonaria. Yeah. It looks, Carbo. it looks, deli- I mean, the, the, it looks like candy. It's got a bunch of candy. I guess it's going to, yeah. going to help with your, 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 your like fruiting, your flavor. The chirps, like, chirpings. Tastes like peanut butter. Uh, no, it actually, <laughs> it, it does have a, um, a nice, consistency to it though because the amino thing is really dope because it's like plants at, you mm-hmm. know at that point they that's look, all they really they need. want it yeah that's all yeah. they really need too so uh i like it uh but any anyway the uh the formula also works seasonal so it's really easy to work with and they also have now on their website uh their whole calculators and uh, you can kind of be more efficient on your purchases so you don't end up buying too much of any product along the way and then, uh, what's the name? What's the website again? It's the New Millennium, right? New Millennium. Yeah. New Millennium Nutrients.com. Oh, okay. Don't, don't forget the nutrients. <laughs> New Millennium Nutrients.com. Yep. Uh, and also, uh, you can check and see. Is there a store finder there where they got them? No. Yep. Store locator. And there you go. Bam. So I guess store locator. It's a brand new website. Just went up a couple weeks ago. Full of features. So nice. And uh, also, Coming on the show in about nine minutes here, we'll have Mr. Ron Wallace. So wow, that's, that's, a, that's leave, a very large tomato just, that Ron has You can just leave there. it there, and uh, we can we, – we actually, let's see. I have uh, 
It's funny too because I found that is the most incredible pumpkin. <laughs> Yeah, this guy knows what's... Oh, guy. my... That's, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, you can check it out at wallacewow.com. wallacewow.com. And uh, Ron has been on the show before. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's one of those guys who's just pursuing, you know, excellence all the time, obviously. Yeah. And he, we sort of tickled his fancy uh, a couple, like a year, a little over a year ago, maybe two years ago or something like that. And uh, through a friend of ours... Uh, Cause it was funny too, because it was like we, we had heard about him. He's on the back of, uh, he is on the back of, uh, uh, what the hell is it? The one company, the uh, mycorrhizal company, that uh, <sighs> black one. The, he's on the back of it, you know. Yeah, yeah that one. Oh, there's so many. There's so many. It's so, it's so it's easy the, to get lost in the ether. There's so many nutrient lines. It's the one that's been around a long time, and I can't remember yeah. the name, of course, but somebody will. Somebody will. Um, oh, damn. What is it? Oh, uh, Gardner something advanced. Not advanced. Uh, no, no, Gardner. no, 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 Gardner. Oh, God, I can't well, anyway. Something Gardner. Nope. It's like a. It's like a pretty professionally done uh, product. It's always a mycorrhizal product that they did, and they had him on the back of it. Okay. Because the whole thing is with, with pumpkins and, and cannabis is at the endo and the ecto uh, mycorrhizal. So it's kind of like we're on different channels. We need different things. But, right. um, you know, they're coming from a lot of times same sources and stuff. And so he's uh, in also a really sweet spot, too, because New England's one of those places where – you know, like yeah. when you've gone, been there in the fall and you get that like a couple extra weeks and it's like yeah. warm nights and yeah. it, you don't get those here. You know it's what beautiful. I mean? So that's how they can sustain such a right. how they can huge get, fruit. Yeah. You know, or it's like the, it's the ideal conditions. Yeah. Cause here, here it's too dry. Yeah. So we don't usually have, we have, it's kind of a capacity that yeah. they can actually take. And so like, you know, there's more temperature, there's more temperature swings here too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of those things are really, like, necessary, too, and it's just knowing and understanding those. Um, you know, my original introduction to this guy was through a friend of mine named Cam, who lived out here in Colorado for a bit, worked for two for a while, and we're with two, I should say, and uh, he uh, he's a real passionate uh, individual, I should say, uh, to say the least, but at the same time, he... Uh, uh, came out of here, went back to the East Coast, and he couldn't really grow weed where he was at, so he kind of got into pumpkins. And when he got into pumpkins, he, you know, Ron's like the legend out there. And uh, so they worked uh, in the long run. He kind of worked with them a little bit and then introduced me to them, to, uh, to Ron, a couple years ago. And it was, like, funny because we had just, you know, as a, like that's giant pumpkins are always, without even cannabis, and not even being a cannabis grower, those are just, Right, capture in imagination right. yeah. and, and giant fruit, yeah. and giant zucchinis, and yeah. you know what I mean. Looks like, like something out of it looks like something out of a cartoon. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck? And right. How do they do it, you know. And so, when you meet, like, you know, and 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 world record anything, of course, is impressive. I mean, that's for sure. And the thing is that with him, he's always in the top sort of, you know, top of his field. But what's weird is that they're they're so similar to um, cannabis in the long run because they compete with the Europeans and the Europeans are right. like, it's, it's almost like, uh, to the point where it's like the, uh, you know, they're, they're like neck and neck at one point, but then the Europeans are building greenhouses around their fucking right. individual pumpkins. You know, yeah, like, oh, right, right. Putting that much money <laughs> in right, right. And so, uh, these guys are, you know, kind of doing obviously old fashioned way, but at the same time have their tricks up their sleeve, which is interesting. For and, sure. and just like 
you know, the, 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 uh, the ability to, cause it's weird. Like with, with sunflowers, like I've had that so many years where I, I'm disappointed cause I don't get the biggest, you know, like you well, see, like, you're like, bam, how do you get those? You know, even when you yeah. take it from the giant ones, it's sure. some not always like, you don't always get the, the biggest ones, you know? And these guys have done some really great selection and some of their seeds, and when we talked to Ron before, he was saying, like, you know, $500 seeds wow. and things like that. And they have, like, wow. you know, enough in there to turn <laughs> yeah, into they're, they're, a million-dollar million pumpkin if you if you could sell that many of them. But right. it's hard because wow. there's, there's only so many geeks out there. That's, that's, will, a, that's willing, a pretty expensive genetic right there. Willing to pay it, but they'll do it. You know, they'll do it. And so the so – the, oh, Extreme Gardening. There you go, Cam. Thank you. Cam is on my side right there. See, so the original guy that introduced me, Cam, he's on the he's on the hotline. Extreme gardening, that's exactly it. You remember them? Right? Of course. Okay, so on the back extreme, of that, extreme gardening, Mycos. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Look on the back of that product, yeah. and you'll see Mr. Ron Wallace. Yeah, he's I can been, see the I can see the X. You see, and you see the pumpkin in your I head. You're like, I can see the brand right now. You're like, ah, oh, if you have that visual, you've, you've seen it on enough shelves. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of those. Like, grow shops are really weird to work at because. Uh, it's like it doesn't matter where in the world you worked. Um, is it you? Is it, that's that you? would be me. Oh, that would be you. Okay. I'm that guy. It's okay. That's all right. That's, yeah. uh, could have been worse. Right. <laughs> um, that's just my dad wanting to look at my kids right now. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> the huge. Not quite there. It's the huge. But, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what grow shot. I worked in uh, Sensi Seeds in 93 in Amsterdam, and it was like you still deal with the same – sort of thing as far as like you know it's the same kind of customers um you know obviously things change you know product wise and stuff but it's almost like you know it's just kind of uh been generation after generation but you think there's going to be a big enough change in the next couple years that i mean company i mean obviously uh somebody's going to stay alive because there's going to be always that home grower or whatever. But a lot of these states are really making it to the point where it might not even be worth, you know, those shops even being open because right. gone are the days when people will be worth, you know, right. ordering this amount of food and this amount of lights and this amount of anything because they right. can't because they can grow 12 plants maximum. And they'll right. say, unless you want to do the Adam Dunn method, which is Grow. seven lights, 7,000 watts plants. per plant, you know, <laughs> six around and one on top. You're going you're gonna to answer, like, the, answer the, uh, the, gro- the grow off. Yeah. And just be like, fuck it. You know, that's, that's the best I, way. Right? I like big plants. Seven lights and per plant. And I cannot plant. lie. <laughs> seven lights per plant. So you got 10, you got what, 12 plants. It's 80 lights. 80, yeah. yeah. There you go. It's a good deal. Perfect. That's perfect for, perfect for home grow. Mr. Oh. Wallace is on time. It's not, it's not James? No, James is done. Yeah, this this guy's actually on time. This is not like my other guys. Hey, Mr. Wallace, how are you doing? Hey, Adam, how you doing? Yeah, I am always on time, as you know. You are on time all the time. On time all the time. Well, um, you know, it's uh, it's better to be uh, as I learned uh, recently. It's better to be an hour early than uh, a minute late, right? So, absolutely. You're that kind of you're that kind of guy. I know. So uh, it's good hearing your voice again. had you on the show Likewise. a few times, and uh, always, actually, uh, I, my big plan, ultimately, I'm sure, you, you listen to Bill Burr ever? You know, Adam, I'm, I'm going to start listening a bit more. Uh, my buddy Cam turned yeah. me on, yeah, and uh, it's just right now, I'm so upside down and strapped. Oh, not my show, not my stuff. show, not my show. I'm talking about the Bill Burr show. You ever listen to the Bill Burr show? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay, I was making sure you weren't talking about me because I don't have to apologize to me ever. That's for sure. But yeah, I just think um, so. I've reached out to him recently, and I, I'm hoping that I'm going to get back because I've talked to some people who know him, and so I'm hoping to get him eventually on the show here, if possible. And if I do, I want to get you guys together just because I think we're all the same age, same t- you know, and it would be interesting to kind of parlay those ones back and forth. I just I just like to hear you guys go off <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious so. absolutely I'd be all in for that yeah so how was your year this year uh, I know it was a I know it wasn't the the year let's say but well well you know I, I we had in New England we had a terrible spring it, it was just awful it never really got going to the middle of June so my plants you know it came out of the gates I was behind you know by about three weeks and that's a lot in, in you know in my hobby and um, I started catching up a bit, and my, but my timing was ultimately my timing was off, which led to a, a you know a bad year for me. Uh, you know, in growing giant pumpkins, <clears throat> when the plant's a certain size, the pumpkin has to be ready to accept uh, the nutrients, the water, mm-hmm. and everything that's go- that's going on. And my timing was just off, and then we got inches and inches of rain and. Yeah, was too much rain leads to some pythium outbreaks, which mm-hmm. which led to a miserable year for me. I mean, all around New England, there's a couple of good, you know, pumpkins around yeah. two thousand pounds, but then that's it. There's there's no really strong second, third, fourth place this year. There's a couple scattered, hmm. but the, it's not deep because the weather was so awful. I mean, we've had a great fall, yeah. but you know, we got to get the weight on early. It doesn't come late. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot of times the same with cannabis. I mean, if you if you you know you can't feed at the end, you know, what I mean, you got to feed them at the right moment uh, when they can actually utilize it. Otherwise, you're just wasting your your energy at that point. Um, did you uh, did you try anything new this year, or was it just kind of like just you know went straight for the uh, same techniques, and it just kind of was just mother nature against you this time? Well, you know, I I have the same you know my same program you know based on on my microbes and tea brews. And, and things like that, but, you know, it took a long time for the soil, you know, to warm up, and, you know, biology, as you know, in the soil, it needs to be warm for, you know, organics, you know, PGPRs and stuff like that to start, mm-hmm. you know, chewing up, you know, organic matter in the root zone and stuff, and that took place a little bit later. You know, I do I do push, you know, the amino acids a bit now. I mean, uh, boron is a is something that's needed in it's a micronutrient you've got to be careful with it but i push the envelope on boron and, and it makes my seed counts crazy high hmm. which i know my plants absorbing boron so you know i pushed it a little bit on boron this year till i saw a tiny bit of toxicity because we'll get toxicity in micronutrients in the new leaves and then as soon as i start to see that i'll back i'll back way off so i i kind of ramped the boron up to where my tissue test had me at like max capacity. You know, huh. Even though my, my my fruit didn't result in what I wanted this year, yeah. you know my you know my tissue testing and everything was right there. And you know, like I said, in a bad year. And did you say the seed production was higher? And you said the seed. Oh yeah, oh, that's definitely definitely. Huh. If boron is yeah, that's... one of the main reasons for boron is you know uh, you know for seed development and, and seed counts. Nice. And uh, you know, there's an old saying is uh, you know if you want to get your calcium up to calcium is the truck, mm-hmm. but boron is the driver, and it's what's boron makes calcium more available. Mm-hmm. You have to have your boron right, or your calcium is just always going to be flailing uh, by the wayside. So in giant pumpkins, we require so much calcium for cell division, cell elongation, mm-hmm. especially when that fruit is just being pollinated. 
a lot of people think a lot of times they're going to get into calcium midway through or late in the game. It's too late. You mm-hmm. need cell division, cell elongation, which happens daily. You need to be right where you need to be when you're pollinating. And that first 15, 20 days, they say, sets the tone yeah. um, for how much division and elongation you can get. You mm-hmm. know, like our, our fruit grows on average 30 to 50 plus pounds a day. Right. No, that's crazy. And I mean, that's and that's one of those things where it's interesting because it's like looking at things through a microscope or something like that. Because you know the 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 reality is, you know your 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 needs are so high on those things that you you poop out right away if you don't if you don't deliver. Right? I mean, there's our yeah, pe- we we feed daily. You mm-hmm. know, we uh, you know we're kind of like you know my my cannabis friends around here because in Rhode Island it's it's totally blown up as you know, and. Uh, you know, we spoon feed daily, and you know, my basis of my program is like I'd say seventy, seventy-five percent organics, and you know, twenty percent, twenty-five percent. You know, maybe even, I, I wouldn't even touch near thirty. Maybe it's seventy-five, twenty-five. You know, we do spoon feed some synthetics because you just need it at certain points when mm. you're putting on that type of that type of weight. But what we found is instead of going out once a week and fertilizing and saying, okay, yeah, I met my fertilizer needs. We do it daily. So what I was doing over a course of seven days, I, I break it down now. So when I'm doing, you know, either foliar or soil drench, I'll just break it down. So each day I'm feeding that plant whatever I'm feeding. It's potassium silicates, whatever, you know, whatever stage growth I'm in, I know when to hit my lights to go, hey, I got to turn now and go to strictly potassium. Uh, so that's helped us out a lot in the last... Uh, you know, three or four years is, is daily feeding versus let's just throw everything at it once or twice a week and think we're done. Right, right, right. I mean, that's the thing is it's a, I mean, it's obviously a daily trend. So how many, how many spots do you do, do you do this year? Do you have like one, one main location or you kind of uh, farmed out different areas for different, you know, in case, in case one goes sure. wrong? Well, I, I started with six, six plants this year. I, I have 11 acres, 11 acres, which in, in Rhode Island, as you know, that's like a, that's that's a big piece that's a big piece of land i'm almost in the almost almost in the uh eastern connecticut line there so i I get a pretty good spread so i can move gardens around so i have six areas each plants a thousand square foot but uh, i got yellow vine disease uh this year on a couple plants which is yellow vine disease is started by a squash bug that basically just takes a bite out of one of your leaves and the bacterium infects the plants and it'll shut the whole plant down and pumpkin within days you don't even know what's happening then you'll see leaves turn yellow Mm -hmm. the plant will get stunted so that was a big problem in new england this year that's something we got to keep our eye on we have to start our sprays for in for insects a lot earlier because it really caught probably 20 30 growers that i know throughout new england this year everybody had one or two plants go down so i was without a couple of plants right out of the gate then my four other spots one had been solarized, you know, the year before. I, I'm always cover cropping, and I cover crop with, with Kodiak mustard, which is like mustard on steroids. And when you, you till it in the ground, and the glucosinolates is what's released by the mustard. It, it's basically mustard gas. It's like methyl bromide. That's crazy. You know. Yeah, and, you know, what we do is we tarp it, and for about three weeks you can smell the gas fuming off from that so we wet the soil down really good so i tested my soil for pathogens before the test and then afterwards in western labs in parma idaho that does my results when he called me back he said ron he goes you knocked the shit out of the pathogens in your soil 
So that's what we kind of do on the off season. Like right now, I have areas that I'm getting ready for next year. I've been working on them all summer. Uh, it, after I fumigate it, I'll do a cover crop of zinnias uh, on it because zinnias are a great host for mycorrhizal fungi. And you know my whole program's about mycorrhizal fungi and what it does in the soil. Right. And uh, so I have a you know a few step program of cover cropping to get ready. But you know six plants this year. Got knocked out of the gates right away. I was down to four. I mean, I took second place at a way off at over 1,500 pounds a few weeks ago, but that's not where it's at anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my main way off is tomorrow in Rhode Island, which I've been fortunate to win uh, six times, but it's not going to happen this year. So, um, you know, I'm, I may be in the top four, four right. or five, around 1,700 pounds, but that's... You know, when you put 2,300 pounds in this, you know, last year and grow mm-hmm. 2,300 or, or two North American records in a row, when you come back with 1,700 pounds, it's like, ugh. Yeah, it's know. almost 500 pounds less. That's not, yeah, that's, uh, that's It's a good reality check, you know, <laughs> to, to let you know that you can't get complacent, uh, you know. Well, you know, it's also, uh, it's well, it's good for, I think it's good for the, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's hard to say if it's best to be the second place or to lose that, that to, to know that you're that much further down so that you just kind of like give everybody else the hope that there's, you know, they're not going to, because I mean, of course, if you're going to win, you're going to win, you know, that, that's, that's a, obviously going to be the best, but at the same time for you to get second almost, it's almost like nicer for you to like not take second, like if you're going to win, just like come in hard and crush it again, you know what I mean? That's because those little icebreakers or might, might take you might 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 break you you know what i mean because it's more it's yeah. more it's more like you like got so close and then all of a sudden nah. so i got you know a couple of buddies of mine said to me they said ronnie believe me nobody's shedding a tear this year that you're not in the mix that's for sure i said oh i said i know how this hobby goes you know yeah. and you you want your friends to do well everybody wants to do well and i'll, I'll be right there for my friends tomorrow a buddy of mine has a shot for the a world record for the largest squash green squash ever grown so we nice. support each other but, you know, it's just like uh, in, in your industry, too. I'm sure you evaluate each crop and, and make yeah. notes because if you're not thinking outside of the box and you're not tinkering or trying to move forward, you're moving backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so, I found with, you know, dealing, you know, with the medical growers in Rhode Island, it's the ones with the open mind mm-hmm. uh, who are willing to ask questions uh, to try to get better. Those are the ones who do eventually get better. Uh, they just don't. You know, their buddy hands them a jug or something and says, "Here, use this every watering, and that's all you got to do." Right. Um, you know, there's a, you know, there's a small percentage of people around here who really, you know, want to go for it, and, mm-hmm. and those are the ones. You know, they'll send me pictures. You know, the next crop or the next crop, and you're like, "Holy shit, they are getting better." And so, so tell us a little bit about your line that you put together that we're repping on the on the show here, because I know you're, uh, I know you know it's focusing on say let, let's say I'm more on, on on gourds and squashes and pumpkins and things but there's a lot of crossover and obviously um uh you're, you're now getting a chance to to put some of those to the test i think right sure oh, abs- absolutely uh well wallace organic wonder is you know the name of my in my business and I think I told you before, a quick story, it was started because whatever I did on the pumpkins for my biology mixture, I would give to friends and family, and they would use it on their tomatoes, Mm -hmm. vegetables, flowers. They loved it, and everybody kept saying, you should market this. So I took my recipe and found a manufacturer who would manufacture it for me. And uh, so we went through a couple of seasons of trials just to make sure that we had everything uh, buttoned up. 
and it started doing well. It's my third year, and the first year was was good. Second year, things started to do very well, and the third year, you know, knock on wood, things have started to blow up for one reason is is because the cannabis industry have found me. The the you know the growers who I do mention who go on the internet and, and educate themselves like we the giant pumpkin growers do. There's a there's a total common denominator between cannabis growers and giant pumpkin growers, or giant vegetable growers. It's the ones who want to do better, who are always on the internet looking research development mm-hmm. and have an open mind, we have that in our hobby too. And, and what I found in the medical community is, community is not everybody, but there's a percentage of growers who want to get better. Well, they're the ones who have found me and found you know my single species of you know, mycorrhizal fungi and how good it works and the, and the tea brews and the whole combination. And what they did is they started using it, started getting good results, and they started to tell their friends. It was kind of like an organic grassroots approach to it. Sure. And it started slowly, and then all of a sudden, you know, this third year, it has definitely been been on. And you so, know, the same growers are repeat ordering, which is which is a great sign. So what? So you said single mycorrhizal? Yeah, uh, Rhizobacchus interatices, uh used to be formerly Glomus interatices, huh? uh is what I choose, is what I've chosen to grow the pumpkins with because huh? it's a known fact it outcompetes everything in the soil in low organic or high, or high organic soils. That's why if you you look at the bags, I always tell try to educate people is turn the bags over and, and see what products are in there, endo and ecto, mm-hmm. because people will be buying mycorrhizae to use on cannabis and has it won't even colonize because it's the wrong species. Right. But you'll always notice on the back of those bags, you'll see Rhizobacchus or Glomus interatices. You'll you'll see that on in every mix because mm-hmm. unless you're growing pine trees or you know using you know a, a different species, uh, because it does colonize so fast and it just outcompetes. And the quicker you get to colonization, it's the blue dream of mycorrhizales. <laughs> it's just yeah. it overdoes it's the blue. Oh, no, everybody's using it. No, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. It's uh, the, the quicker you can get inoculated uh-huh. is once that root system starts chugging along, and you know what it does. It lives its life as a symbiont. It supplies mm-hmm. you know the plant you know with what it's need, and the, the plant supplies the you know, mycorrhizae with you know the carbons and the sugars coming off the plant. And right. a lot of people think, well, it's it's just mainly responsible for phosphorus. Well, you know what, phosphorus is a big thing. For root development and mycorrhizae, but for both, yeah, for a, both bud and root, so it's it's, it's yeah, kind of... exactly. But there's a lot of other things it does. You know, bringing more nutrients. You know, the more roots, the more you have a root system, and those filaments and the fibers that go throughout the soil. It's, you know, mm-hmm. the more water it brings back. It's the more nutrients it's bring back. It excretes a you know something called glomalin, a product called glomalin, which is like a organic. It's like a sticky residue that helps hold soil together. Mm-hmm. So there's so many benefits of it. So that's what. I started doing in the giant pumpkin world, and then you know we're very open with our information in the giant pumpkin world. What I found in cannabis grows is some are, and they like to help educate, and others are very secretive. Sure. Uh, in our end of it, we're very open with our stuff, and that's how we started all, you know, jumping on the mycorrhizae, you know, bandwagon, and uh, you know, using the correct products, and that's kind of how I worked with my manufacturer, right. you know, to develop and so back. Mine. So I was explaining uh, to the to the listeners earlier that like uh, your your photos on the back of the extreme gardening uh, mycos product right still yes yep. yeah yeah so people yes. so yep. a lot of people probably already have already seen like that giant bump and that's the thing it's interesting because I, i've noticed now that there seems to be 
you know, this, do you think there's more of a resurgence of, of new growers now, like interested in, in, in pumpkins and, and competitive pumpkin growing, obviously, I mean, more than, than just, uh, is it absolutely. Kind of, and yeah. Yeah. Because of the publicity that we've received mm-hmm. and, you know, I always like to tell stories when I started out with this 25 years ago with my father is that, you know, soil labs and agronomists, botanists, nobody wanted to deal with us. We were a joke, okay, growing a giant pumpkin. But then in turn, they see what, what we've done through selective genetics and breeding. We can grow more pounds on a thousand square foot than anybody in mm-hmm. the world. And that's been done because of all of us around the world creating hybrid vega genetics crosses some work some don't but we keep strengthening the line that's why you know you used to see a lot of odd shaped and a lot of bad looking stems and things but we bred that out of our lines now so that they're pretty narrow but the only way we've gotten to that was the proper use of organic combination organic fertilizers and some synthetics mm-hmm. um keeping the soil right keeping the biology in the soil right um but now those people at the labs who used to laugh at us all the time, they're constantly contacting me to say, hey, we're taking a look at this, you know, product. You know, a few years ago, people would say, you know, PGPIs, rhizobacteria, what is that? Uh, now it's, it's, I don't want to say it's mainstream, but it's sort of getting it. You can go to any box store now and see mycorrhizae on a mm-hmm. bag of something, and people don't know how to pronounce it, and they say, what's that mycorrhizae? Yeah. Uh, so a lot of that stuff is... Is, is coming mainstream, and yeah. I find people have jumped in. More people have gotten on the pumpkin bandwagon because they see it on TV, and everybody starts and says, "Wow, you know, I'd like to grow one with my grandson, father, son, you know, family, you know, family activity." And more people are getting back to growing their own vegetables. Everybody wants to know where their stuff comes from because all the horror stories out there about food. People sure. are growing more their own all you need is a couple raised beds in your yard you can grow enough tomatoes and lettuces and things like that from the summer to the fall where you got a small family of four you can really eat good so there's been a big push of people getting back to growing their own vegetables and stuff like that yeah no and i think also the uh the interest kind of comes from both sides like when you're like when i was growing up it was always you know it's been cannabis 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 but at the same time i've always that sparked my interest about growing everything and I think, you know, on your side, you got a lot of people that are interested in growing pumpkins. And it, if it's competitive, it's kind of like, you know, it isn't necessarily for food production. You know, it's, it's more for just, you know, trying to, trying to you know, beat the next guy, let's say. But, but at the same time, uh, the, the interest of just growing everything. So, I mean, that's why it's, I, I feel like it's, it's very addictive. <laughs> and, you know, grow, that's why I love growing in the first place, too, is just that, if you understand that they kind of cross over and our, our last talk was um, to me kind of amazing as far as the, the crossover on the timing and the, and the nurturing side of the thing. And then later on, you know, the, the having to keep up with everything. And then, you know, uh, did you find that other, like what's, what's your other plants that are more like difficult for you to grow? Do you have other things that you can't grow that you just like have a hard time with? No, you know, I, I grow things that are, you know, that in New England that we can grow relatively well. You name it, I've grown it. I've grown it in the garden. And, you know, it's from your standard, you know, everybody grows, you know, tomatoes, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Those, you know, I, I really, I want to say I haven't really struggled with anything that I plant in my 
in my soils here. Yeah. Because they they used to be grown in New, in New England. Yeah, you're not you're not um, experimenting with goji berries or anything like that or something that you're just no. like out of your out of your no. league. Um, yeah, you know, with with the uh, giant pumpkins taking up so much work and effort, mm-hmm. uh, it's tough for me to, you know, my garden is you know a couple thousand square foot of regular you know vegetables and stuff. That's a lot of work along with. 6,000 square foot of pumpkins and 11 acres and stuff. But a little antidote is what I've noticed in Rhode Island now. I think I told you this the last time. What I noticed with the cannabis growers is a lot of them, it's the only thing they've ever grown. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, they've never grown anything. Exactly. No, true. Cannabis. And their friend gets them involved in But what I found a few years later now is those same growers, because people come up and they stop me all the time because they know I'm selling product or mm-hmm. helping educate them. And uh, what happens is they start with only growing cannabis, but now after a couple of years, they get a little confidence they can grow things. And they'll tell me, hey, Ronnie, I'm using your starter packs on, on my, my cannabis and my tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So now I find that the cannabis growers who started, and they, that's all they've ever grown, now they're growing small vegetable gardens and raised beds, and right. which is kind of yeah. neat that they yeah. get confidence growing one crop and it, it dovetails over into another. Yeah, I know that. That I mean, that is kind of for me the the uh, the goal actually is you know to take care of myself as much as possible. If I have a if I have a little piece of land somewhere, especially if I'm growing cannabis, for me it seems it doesn't seem to make sense to not take your you know soil and use raised beds. You know, at the end of your crop, throw it into a raised bed, and you know uh, be able to. Because at my first place here, I did that, and I was just like, wow, this is awesome, you know, because so many times I've just dumped my soil or I've <laughs> taken it to somebody else or left it just, you know, never never ever used it. But there's, there's a, you know, such a high benefit to all, to using all that. And on top of that, uh, I mean, New England, you guys are a little bit special. You're in a little special nook, you know what I mean, as far as when it comes to what you're actually doing. So do, do you get the rest of the country kind of like get pissed off that you guys have this little extra couple of weeks and you guys get this little perfect, uh, cause other places are already done, right? Well, I tell you, it's, it's funny you say that is because a couple of times when I've won, there was some grumbling because, you know, my way off, you know, was this, you know, this weekend and other people were done a couple of weeks ago and he was still growing, you know, so you hear that, you yeah, know, there's, yeah. there's, you know, there's people who are root for you, and there's always jealousies. I'm sure you see it in your industry, too. Uh, so we get that a little bit. So some other way-offs around the country we've noticed now have pushed this back. I mean, next weekend, which to me is, is very late to be going into the 14th of October, there's some heavy-duty way-offs next weekend that are paying anywhere from 5 to $7 a pound. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, wow. that's getting late. I think the reason they pushed it out late is because if somebody has a really special pumpkin going that they're going to hold it on the vine they're going to try to put on an extra you know 30 pounds or so or whatever and take it there you know none of us you know like i said i don't chase way offs for money you know it's nice i can put it back into my hobby and buy other equipment and stuff like that but so you're saying like they they mostly do it by like that by weight x amount per pound and what was it what was it what was the price you said uh, seven dollars a pound. Seven dollars. So if you have a two thousand, you're looking at pretty good money there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fourteen grand. I mean, I've had some bonuses at Wayoffs where I got ten grand for the first two thousand pounder plus, plus the prize money. I think was thirty five hundred or four grand for first place too. So yeah, it was. You know, hey, it's a nice bonus when it comes. Nobody, 
puts a seed in the ground saying, I've got to do this to support my family. No, no that, would be a, that would be a bad move. At, yeah, at the end of the day, if you know, if I can, you know, like I said, I bought a tr- tractor a few years ago, got a few things to help furthering the hobby and the education and stuff like that. So that's, there's a lot of self, there's a lot of satisfaction in growing giant vegetables because we're pushing each other mm-hmm. to get bigger. And we're, we're talking about, you know, the world's first 3,000 pound pumpkin, maybe in the next four or five years. That's just crazy. That's nuts. That's nuts. And when, when did they break the thousand mark and when did they break the 2000 mark? I mean, you're the one that broke, I broke you broke the thousand mark. Yep. Yeah, the thousand mark was in, Two thousand and two, I believe. I have to check that out. Uh-huh. And then I was in two two thousand and what was I? Uh, probably yeah, like no, fifteen, two, fifteen or fourteen. No, two thousand twelve was oh, okay. when I when I grew the world's first two thousand oh, pounder. Oh, nice one. Uh, yeah, two thousand two thousand and twelve, and then in two thousand and six, I grew the world's first fifteen hundred pounder. So it took. You know, six years to get from fifteen hundred pounds to two thousand pounds, and then we that's, were, that's pretty. That's pretty amazing how fat, how uh, the transition though, and that's all. From, you think that's mostly from breeding though? Well, I think it's a combination. Genetics certainly play a huge role because you're not going to take a field pumpkin seed and you're going to be able to do this. Yeah. It's genetics. It's soil biology. The products we're using. Uh, you know, it, it's a whole. You know, it's just like. You know that book, Teeming with Microbes. You mm-hmm. know it's the whole the whole thing that's going on on the ground to make it work. And you're trying to figure out how big the plant should be, how to prune it, because pruning is huge in a hobby mm-hmm. to accelerate mm-hmm. growth. And you know you you can't have too much plant. You can't like like I said earlier, my timing was way off this year. And when your timing's off, your fruit suffers. Uh, so that, that that's I'm what always, happened. I'm buddy. always amazed. I'm always amazed when I see the giant pumpkins that are still connected that enough can get through that you know what i mean like it actually can kind of like work that just feels and you're you're like man that seems like so much weight going through does it all so it all literally comes through just that one vine there that's yeah it has the main you know obviously you you start the plant the main vine Uh and then off the main vine we run side vines call them laterals Uh and uh you know the object is is to fill up a thousand square foot but you start the seeding you know the second week of April there and you're outside May 1st by summer solstice there in June 21st there mm-hmm. you really need to be pollinating because you've got to catch all the full sun daylight uh, but you really need to be like 15 foot out on that main vine mm-hmm. so you've got to be out there a ways so you can have enough what we call salad between the base of the plant you know to the pumpkin you've got to have enough growth there to sustain to get that thing going Right. Um, so yeah, timing is is very important. Yeah, uh, and it's um, I mean, and, and I guess y- you guys lose a lot on um, just growing too fast or or cracking or you know, kind of is that from is that from is that from too fast a growth normally or? Yeah, well, a lot of times they split. You know, if if you're growing, you know, forty fifty pounds a day, uh, you know, you split, and they just grow so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just. Sometimes they get away from you. You know, we found when the plant is almost full, when the pumpkin's chugging along, they're going to take, you know, between 75 and 125 gallons of water every day unless you get rain. Um, that's a lot of water. It is a lot. That is a yeah. lot. And then, uh, and then, so obviously in the opposite situation, when it gets, if, you, if you're too dry, 
you just lose steam, or or what's what's the, what yeah, would be the issue if exactly. you miss, miss, well, if you miss a day? Dry, if you miss a day, yeah, if you're too dry, yeah, you're not going to be able to put on the weight that you need to put on. And if you go like every other day and you go too dry, then you put too much water to it. That's when they explode hmm. because they're, they're just sucking up the water and they're trying to make up for that. You know, instead of you know holding it, the key with this is holding its peak weight. You know, mm-hmm. if you can hold close to 50 pounds for two, three weeks, you really got something. Or whatever you're growing. Say you, your peak that year is 30 pounds. You've got to hold it as much as you can, but you've got to stay consistent because up and down spikes of water is one of the worst things, you know, when you're hmm. growing a giant uh, giant vegetable. I got you. I got you. So, yeah, so it's more st- uh, keeping it steady. And, uh, I mean, and, and it's, it's, it's like, it's funny because if you watch people watering cannabis, everybody has their own technique, you know what I mean, especially on soil. Yep. Some people do, you know, wet, dry, wet, dry, wet, dry. Some people go kind of keep it always a little bit wet. So, you know, and then, you know, there's obviously people just fuck it all up. <laughs> I guess you should just like throw them in the mix, right? But no, for the most part, like, uh, you know, and like I, I argue that it, they, they like to have a dry, you know, wet, dry, wet, dry. But the problem is you got to be really on it because it's like you can't can't miss the the rhythm of that one and whereas the wet the constantly wet guy which i've you know dealt with a lot of people that are more onto that you know they're they're pushing it sometimes because it'll be like you know in their mind it's good because it's wet but it's like in my mind it's like it's not moving enough air you know what i mean so then there's there's all those issues but you get a lot of root rot in uh, from guys who are keeping it that wet all the time, especially in you know a smaller pot. I mean, you know, it's it get root bound before who get root rot usually. And the thing is that I always consider root rot just like completely having your 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 uh, you know you've done something wrong at that point. It's not even like the plant shouldn't get, shouldn't even get to that issue. There's something with your drainage or whatever at that point, and, the, and that's that's you know because on their own they'll take care of themselves. Um, sure. And and it's usually in hydro that you get issues that w- would, you know, give you that illusion of root, like what we would call root rot, and that's just because they're harder to maintain compared to like once you're in soil, they they, they don't do, they just very rarely will ever have an issue like that. Um, so, how did your year go, cannabis wise? Like, I know you were helping some people out or looking at some. I know you were absolutely checking out some stuff it's been huh? spectacular yeah. it's been it's been great and you know uh our wow grower mm-hmm. right here in new england uh he's been reporting back to me you know that his his patients have absolutely absolutely loved it uh he says he's picked up a much more earthier you know flavor mm-hmm. you know from it he's been able to dial back his his synthetics a bit and, and this guy was a good grower to begin with. He was just wasn't a person who's only been growing a year or two. He's a really proven mm-hmm. uh, grower who's uh, who's taken up a you know a wild grow along with a few others. And, and it's it's been in, you know I I got to knock on wood because it's just been working really well for everybody and they're very they're ecstatic about it. They love the starter packs. You know you know once they have roots they come out of the clone and they put the starter packs underneath so they don't you know, burn their plants, and it's got mycorrhizae in it, so it gets them off to a really good start. Jeff Lowenfels, who wrote the book Teaming with Microbes, mm-hmm. he's done some he's done some testing for me and has been rave reviewing and uh, emailing me and sending information out to, to his friends about his results that he's been having. Uh, so I get a lot of stuff like that every single day now it comes. But, uh, you know, my grower here in New England says his patients absolutely love it. He says his patients with uh, PMS really love... Uh, really love the stuff that he's grown. 
using using my line. I said, well, whatever, as long as you have happy patients, that's what it's about. But his yields, he's, he said he's, he's, he's got a 10 to 15% yield increase, and huh? he is a, he's a top-end grower to begin with. You know, like I said, he wasn't just somebody who just got involved and in this. Did, so. did he use your entire line, or did you have a sort of specific thing that you kind of focused on? Yes, he's been doing the microbes, um, you know, the um, the premium mycorrhizal inoculant, the superstata packs, and he's, you know, big on the tea brews. Um, he's a big tea brew guy. And, you know, when the tea brews, you know, you know, you're doing, you're basically, you're feeding the soil. And it's, it's, a, it's a good program in making your soil and your microbes feed organically your plants. Uh, so you don't get a lot of spikes and everything. But he, uh, yeah, he gets a ton of tea brews from me. Nice. Mycorrhizae and, and starter packs. And the, 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 the starter packs have really taken off because I think a lot of people are always afraid they're going to burn their plants. I tell them all the time, mycorrhizal fungi is not going to burn your plants. One of the only things you you can't overuse it. If you overuse it, you're only going to waste money. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people are doing the starter packs and then a couple of tablespoons of the mycorrhizal inoculant right underneath the plant. And I get pictures all the time, what I call big plant, small plant. And, uh, you know, people are, are really enjoying it. I'm, I'm very... Um, very proud and happy of what it's done. I'm, I'm so thankful for the support I've had in the community. Um, you know, being a new guy in in, uh, in that arena, I, I've got an awful lot of support from some really nice people who are using the product and having good results. So yeah, well, there's uh, very happy there is that. the uh, the cannabis cup coming up in the 21st and 22nd down in uh, Wakefield. So yep. uh, have to make sure you get. I, I might be I might be rolling it down for that. I'm not sure yet, but. Uh, you definitely need to link up with some of the people down there and like I'll get you linked up with Tammy again of course and uh, <laughs> and, and all those guys but you should uh, yeah because it's always nice to uh, you know you're you're super knowledgeable about plants and that's kind of like where a lot of these other guys are super knowledgeable about weed where we talked about and they're not really knowledgeable about plants in general and if they just listen kind of to, you know to the it, it is actually the same it's just it's just in a different, getting a different result, you know what I mean? So um, sure. the products that you have are, uh, you're shipping them out yourself or you got a, you got any kind of uh, distribution companies or anything like that right now? Oh, right now, everything, big orders, mm-hmm. big orders I ship from my, you know, my manufacturer. And then I have a warehouse right here in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every day that uh, FedEx or the mail's running, I'm shipping. Okay. Nice. So that's that's, that's six days a week. So the order comes in to me. Mm-hmm. It gets shipped out the next. It gets shipped out the next day, unless it unless it's Sunday. Uh, it go it goes right out. It gets shipped. It gets shipped fresh. You know the thing about mycorrhizae too, and products like that. You really got to check your expiration dates. I tell people that all the time because mm-hmm. you don't want something that's been sitting around for a few years, because like anything else, it'll start to die off. Yeah. Um, you know. So I, I pride myself on freshness getting it out the door, customer service. The way I can take on the bigger people is just with knowledge and customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's how I'm doing it. Yeah, no, and, that, and, and you have the, the uh, you know, the wherewith of, uh, of a guy who actually knows how to deal with people. And that's, and that's if, you're, if you're a gardener and you've got a product like you do, which is excellent, then, it, you know, it doesn't hurt to, I mean, obviously people, will misuse many things and they'll complain if the, you know, it doesn't work exactly the way they think it does. And with organics, it's like a lot of things where 
some people see the results right away because they just don't know what they're looking for. And other people yeah. are looking for silver bullets and kind of like, what the hell? This is, you know, and it's yeah. like, so I'm, I'm sure you, you go through the gamut of, uh, of dealing with customers. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell people out all the time that it's, I'm not selling, I'm not selling snake oil or lightning in a bottle. I'm selling a biology program that if you stick with it, you're going to see the results. And another thing that a lot of people, you know, you know, buy from me is, is my humic, humic fulvic acid. They love to supplement their waterings with, with humic fulvic. Yes, right. Something yeah. else to help feed the soil. I, I, you know, I, I sell tons. That's just another one. It just it got hot, hotter than a firecracker last yeah. summer. Somebody right. said, well, they heard about it in a chat room, mm-hmm. and they heard about my product, and it dissolves really good, and they, they saw good results, and yeah. And all of a sudden, it just it just exploded. Uh, so that's is that a humic is that a humic fulvic combo or is they separate products or yes it is, is yes it is yep it's humic fulvic so combo. So you got the immobile and mobile and you get it all covered basically. Yep. And people and it dissolves. It won't clog. You know, in our end of it, you know, growers, you know, in the extreme business, I call it. You know, uh, growing giants, they don't want to clog injectors or anything else like that. The stuff dissolves really good. You know. You know, lots of seaweed too. I think even the basic cannabis growers know the benefits yeah. of seaweed and kelp sure. and all that stuff. And that that's all stuff that goes really well for me. But you know, like I said, the, the big three for me is the starter packs, the mycorrhizal fungi, and the tea brew. Those are the, you know, that's my, you know, two, three, four hitters if we were baseball in the lineup. You know, right, you know? right. Well, yeah, I mean, kelp's great because it covers a lot of bases and it's really easy for for when they're seedlings and and you're not really pushing things too hard and stuff. But then Later on, uh, I mean, the humic, humic and fulvic is kind of like the magic bullet for a lot of a lot of products out there. Um, how many? With that's the, a that's a key though, Adam, because when you look at when you look at humic fulvic and you look at a lot of products out there, and people are paying like a ridiculous amount of money, mm-hmm. and it's all it is is ninety four percent like humic acid. But when people take it and they put a drop in in water. Mm-hmm. And they'll see this big black and brown color explode. Right. Yeah. It's so they it's so concentrated. They, they say to themselves, naturally, "Oh my God, it's so concentrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at look at this." And really, mm-hmm. all it is 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 humic acid. And humic acid on the on a spectrum yeah. is not very expensive. I mean, mine contains a minimum of ninety three percent humic and, and fulvic. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's a real deal. It's not cut. It's not hammered out. It comes mine to me. You know, and I I ship it in from a long way away, but it was the best product I found through testing back when I started growing pumpkins a long time ago. I was dealing with this company, and, mm-hmm. and it was the best for a lot of reasons, and I paid a lot of money to ship it to me just because it is. I, I, if I'm going to attach my name to it, it's got to be really good. Right. And so how much and so how much are these things going for? Because that, that is one of those uh, expensive. Anything fulvic is usually super expensive. Anyway, yeah, you can get you can get a pound. I mean, a pound of of humic fulvic acid goes a long way. You can get a pound oh, yeah. on on my website for eighteen dollars and fifty cents delivered. My prices all include delivery. Right, nothing. Uh, so shipping shipping's included. Yeah, and a pound will definitely you know, go a long way. And that's one of those things where you, I've had a pound of humic, just just humic, not humic fulvic, but humic, and it was like, yeah, I still have it. I've had it for five years or something like that. It's like at, it seems a, at like a half a teaspoon per gallon yeah. of water. Yeah, that goes a long way. And then people ask me all the time, "Oh, I doubled it up." Yeah, but and I said, "Well, I said what I call myself in this industry, I call myself a moron at times because I put more on, more on, and and sometimes you just." 
that's just kind of just waste of money and stuff. And you're not gonna. I, I'm a proponent of people not not wasting money. Uh, there's so many other things we can buy and, and we can do. Then don't waste money on on products that are that are garbage. Number one, number two, by doubling up and tripling up, you just you just wasting money. Sure, sure. And I mean, it's just like cooking or something. You know, cooking and doubling your heat or something. I mean, come on, guy. It's not going to cook twice as fast. It's not going to be. It's not going to come out the same. So it's just you know, patience is the key. And, and a lot of times, there's a lot of a. Uh, well, if you, it's kind of the opposite. If they say to use X, X amount, you should put about half, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times the plants aren't even taking in that much anyway, you know? So, uh, le- you know, a lot of times less is more. Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Especially, like I said, when, when, we, feed, when we feed daily, you know, we, we've had to come up with a program to, to, you know, to make sure that we're not overdoing it, too. And I'm sure it's the same thing, you know, like I said, with the, my exposure currently, with local, with lots of local growers, is seeing it in person. But you know, like I said, the emails I'm connected with people all over, mm-hmm. you know, all over the United States. But I see it locally, you know, here and how people are working on their programs and adding things uh, and stuff like that till they get to the point where they keep pushing themselves. And then some people are just happy getting what they can have to supply a few patients and yeah. supply themselves. You know, they they just don't want to get any better. You know, and that, and that's fine too. You know. Well, you know, and if they, if it works if it works for them, then that's that's fine. That's that, that's the thing about growing. You can you can make it complicated if you want, and you can make it super easy. I know people who, you know, don't feed their plants anything really. They just you know they wouldn't even like and and you know they think it's they think it's going great. And the thing is, at the end of the day, even when the plants look really scrawny and terrible, somehow magically they put on something at the very end. You know what I mean? And you're like, man, those things. I couldn't even believe they did that. You know, and then you have other people who spend a fortune on it and they don't necessarily grow great weed either too because they've overdone it you know so there's there's issues on all you know all the way around so yeah. you know you've got to find your balance which is the the key to every good grower i guess homeo like little homeostasis kind of going where you're you know exactly what the plant needs or what the soil needs so you know you're you're, you're always thinking what like more about the soil than the plant because uh you know, that's, that you're obviously, your plants are taking up so much from the soil at a certain point, you know, so it's... Yeah, I always like to say I, I, feed, I feed my soil, yeah. and the soil in turn feeds a plant, but, you know, just I'm sure you can walk into your grow and take a look at your plants. You can tell by the leaves a mm-hmm. lot of times, once you do it long enough, what they need, you know, when they... Mm-hmm. I have people email me all the time, they, you know, they, and they think they have a disease, but really they have a magnesium deficiency, magnesium sulfur, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of times disease mimics a nutrient deficiency, um, you know, stuff like that. So that, I go by a lot. Of, I do do an awful lot of testing and stuff. But I, you can, you have, over the years, you can look at a plant and kind of tell sure. what it needs or if it needs a good kick in the ass, what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you got, like, things on the horizon for next year that you're kind of un, uh, planning up, or are you new crosses that you made or, or any kind of things that you're kind of excited about? Well, you know, I, the crosses I made this year, you know, genetic-wise on paper, they look like, you know, they're, they're spectacular, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, we'll see. The crosses I did last year have done very, very well uh, this year. Uh, so there's a lot of excitement uh-huh. in my community about them. Uh, so, you yeah, know, and, and then, did- like I said, do the you, products with you know, do you do all inbreeding? Do you do doors, do you, so. do you do all inbreeding? Like with uh, as far as like say this year's crosses, would they be anything the 
brought in from the outside, like some secret sauce or something, or is it like? Yeah, well, <laughs> is it? well, there's there's a couple of genetic lines in the pumpkin world now that you know my world record 2009 seed was considered the best seed in the world mm-hmm. up until last season. There was another pumpkin who was from a 2145 that has really dominated now last year and this year. So what we try to do is I got that 2145 seed, and I crossed that with my 2307 last year. So what we do is we take that my 2307 came from my 2009. So what I've done there is I've taken the best of the best line, my 2009, the biggest it's ever produced, and crossed it with the new hot thing on the market. Hmm. And we're hoping that the next generation uh, brings even bigger pumpkin. It's the only way we can get to... Three thousand pounds is we've right. got to keep getting big, bigger. And and do you know um, are they are they um, interbred? Are they like intersex? Or are they interbred from before? Uh, do you think? Or well, they... there's so much inbreeding that's going on with the pumpkins yeah. now over the years. There's so much you don't know what's in going all on. the lines now. Yeah, you know, there's it, it, been so weight? much going on. With, what's that? Everything by weight in years now, pretty much like nineteen. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. There's that's no. It. <clears throat> they haven't really. Is there like a like color differentiation? Like you got ones like sometimes you get them orange and sometimes you get them white. Is there ones that like lines that do that on on the whole line, or is it like? Yeah, absolutely. There's some guys who breed for color who are going for color. Me, mm-hmm. my stuff's generally kind of salmonish, uh, yeah. you know, a little bit of orange, some whitish in there. But there's some guys who grow and gals who grow just strictly for color, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's not me. I'm I'm a weight a weight guy. But, uh, you know, my line is, is kind of that salmon issue. You're mm-hmm. not going to get, you know, a Cinderella-looking pumpkin from. But I do have, if you go to my website, wallacewild.com, the opening picture on my website is my 2307 with me from last year. And for me, that had tremendous color. It was nice and orange. I don't know where it came from. Hmm. It, probably from a few generations back. Right. Because my line, my line from the 2009 wasn't known for great color. Right. But sometimes something will come out a few generations. Um, hmm. you know, so from, from, from and that was the big one. That was the 23? Yeah. Maybe that's in a recessive something that you should be looking, looking for, right? That's, my, yeah. that's the, magic, the magic part. Um, well, that's awesome. And then is, uh, is there any kind of like, uh, besides orange and yellow and kind of uh, the, those side of the color schemes, is there any still... Uh, large pumpkins, any other kind of style, or from any other parts of the world? Like, uh... well, green squash is pretty big now, which is basically looks just like a pumpkin, but it's green. Huh. And How that's been I, I haven't had an interest in growing. And the world record for green squash was set last year at eighteen hundred forty-four oh, pounds. That's getting big. Tomorrow, it'll probably get annihilated uh, by my friend here, who has a green squash that we we lifted today. It's estimated close to around 2,000 pounds. So how did they get there so fast? I mean, green squash up until a few years ago was 1,000 pounds, 1,200 pounds. Well, finally somebody said, hey, listen, if we're going to get these squash going, we have got to add some pumpkin genetics. So what they did is, Mm. in that squash line, goes back to one of my lines of pumpkins. Mm. So what they did is they crossbred, and the color came out consistently green, uh, which is... It's going to take the squash breeders a few more years uh, yeah. to to self it to get the color right. The color on the one I saw today was very good. Uh, a true, you know, squash has a dark kind of armyish green. Yeah. Uh, 
But the one last year and the one I, I saw today look very good. But the only way they got those squash weights up is because they had to put some pumpkin well, into it. The, the GMO, uh, the GMO, those bitches. They did some GMO. No, so <laughs> no. Uh, people, people are going to complain about that, or is that no, no? The color's good. The color meets the rules, and uh-huh. everybody knew going in. Hmm. You know, the hardcore squash growers. Um, you know, they don't. There's not a lot of. You know, some pumpkin growers grow squash. I don't. They're very, very tricky. They're tough to pollinate. Hmm. Um, and when they were only at a thousand pounds, twelve hundred, I said, "Hell, we're on the doorstep of twenty-five hundred pound pumpkins. Why do I want to go yeah. back to twelve hundred pounds?" Yeah. But no, it, it's it's within the rules, huh. and uh, it meets the color, you know, uniformity for yeah. the rules. So it's. Uh, it seemed like they'd be more. It seemed like they would be harder to move than a pumpkin, even because of the soft kind of. Well, how then those become harder, obviously, when they're that big, but they still have that yeah, kind of. I'll tell you, we've been moving them for years, so we, yeah. we did like, you know, we do five of them today, so tripod, harness, you know, seatbelt straps, get yeah. it up in the air and put the trailer underneath. So we're not in trucks anymore, it's all trailers, so. Um, yeah, you guys are slanging them around like there ain't nothing anymore, huh? Nah, <laughs> it's. We've been doing it for a lot of years, but we've had a lot of guys with, like, uh, we've had a lot of 70-pound tomatoes this year, too, grown you know, around the United States. So we're, we're kind of pushing for the world's first 10-pound tomato. Um, wow. So th- I don't think that's going to happen this year, maybe next year. And are they similar? So a lot of exciting things. Are they similar to the pumpkins where they're they're not very good, though, or that yeah, size? I've got a couple of pictures on my website. You want to check it out? You know, they don't taste bad. I... I had some competition tomato plants in this year, but I just got way too busy and lost it. I I had four tomatoes over four pounds on one plant. The biggest was almost five pounds. They don't taste bad. They really don't taste bad. They don't look that great, but they don't taste bad. I mean, it's not like you're you're picking, you know, know, a really great heirloom tomato for a salad. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Certainly better than you could never eat these pumpkins. They're just awful. Right. And I was going to say, at least with the tomatoes, you can make sauce and stuff like that, which is always a good thing. Um, pumpkin, they're, they're, they're just straight up all super woody, the ones you guys grow. Huh? They're not really. Yeah, and that's it. And then the seeds, it's a huge afterlife for the seeds, for the yeah, hobby. And, obviously. You know, 95% of the seeds in this hobby are given away for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how we've been able to progress to the weights we have. Yeah, I mean, in a way, cannabis is similar too because uh, a lot of breeders, uh, you know, we don't, we only sell a small pro. Most breeders, when you're, you make 10,000 seeds, you, you sell about 1,250 to 1,500 of them, and the rest are either B grade or, you know, tossed in a sense because they're, you might have seeds, but you don't have seeds. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta, it has to be presentable, and, you know, if it was a survival, you, you'd have a lot of a shitload more because you could probably a lot of them would sprout, but they're, unsellable in a sense you know um pumpkins must pretty much you don't get a lot as many duds as as like cannabis you can get uh depending on if you hit them up too early or too late uh you can end up with you know uh immature ones or uh you know and then and then end up with like those half seeds and bullshit but you don't seem to with pumpkins they always seem like there's not very many for the size of the pumpkin but they always look like they're pretty good so you yeah, they're usually pretty good. You know, you might get, sometimes you can get 100% pull out of them. They all look perfect. Now other times yeah. you'll get immatures, white tips, and you get 10, 15%, maybe more. But I'd say 80, 85% of times when you open up a pumpkin, those, those seeds, yeah. you know, if you if it's if it's matured, mm-hmm. they, they look good. You know, we really don't have that big a problem with seeds as far as that they're, 
Yeah. They're all germinated inside the pumpkin or something. Or, I mean, we've had problems before, but consistently they, they produce, you know, you know, between three and 600 seeds out of, an, out of a pumpkin. And that doesn't really matter how big it is so much? Or nope. nope. Some are bigger, some are small. You know, once again, just doesn't match. Just as you know, it's all about the genetics inside there. Sure, sure. Um, well, that's, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty small number of seeds compared to cannabis. Cannabis seeds get a lot more uh, per plant, that's for sure. But like I was saying earlier, if you, it's a lot with timing with those two. You know, we want to hit them up. Uh, it's always people want to wait until they see buds and they get things. That, and, and in a way, you actually want them just to be little cotton balls, you know, barely buds. Get fully seeded and you're already got enough, you know what I mean? The minute you wait until they're huge, already going, you kind of get... You know less seeds than you would if you let them if you did them earlier. Let them let them do their thing. Um, so I think we're gonna wrap up for this show. But I, anyway, uh, we're gonna uh, give you give you one more shout out there, Ron, because uh, we want to get some. We know people are picking their own pumpkins that they grew, and after they see yours, they're they're, they're definitely not they're not boasting anymore. But at the same time, uh, there's you know. Uh, for the growers out there that want to pick up some good organic material from you, uh, we pulled up your site, check obviously. Me out at, but give me, yeah, give it to check us. me out at wallacewild.com and uh, yeah, do a straight-up test. You know, Buy some of the products, give it a try, and then send me an email. I know, I know you'll be happy. And uh, if they contact you from the Adam Dunn Show, you got some little, maybe some special form for those. What are those starter packs that you're doing? Those are, that sounds like a good product to get people... Uh, oh, the, the super starter packs. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great product. Uh, you know, they once again originally developed for you know the home gardener for tomato plants and stuff, and just throw throw a couple underneath the plant. Mm-hmm. But it's really it's it's taken off more in, in the cannabis you know end than it has you know for the home gardeners. They really enjoy them. But I, I found like cannabis joys. That that's someone that you know Jeff from teaming with microbes has just been raving about. But that. You know, it's it's been moving very, very, very well. So, you know, once again, I think those are thirteen ninety five for a, a package of thirty, and and that's and that's with shipping. And uh, it's okay. a very small investment to get your plants off to a great start. Right, well, that's a good. That's a pretty damn good deal. I was trying to think of a deal in my head. I was like, well, it's so cheap anyway. Like, just buy the damn yep. things, people. And then uh, we'll get we'll get you. I wanted to. Uh, so you're going to be doing your like way off tomorrow. You said. Next, uh, yep, tomorrow. Tomorrow, you'll be tied up all day with that. Okay, well, I'm glad to catch you before that one. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll definitely check in and see how that goes down. You never know; they might just roll their truck over with all the weight. The other guy, you know, <laughs> that's okay. It's, that's okay. It's all good. You know what? Keep keeps you humble, makes uh-huh. you hungry for next year. That you gotta you gotta do better, and you you gotta keep pushing and educate. So I'm, it's all good with me. I'll support my friends. I, I've still had fun this year. I educated myself some more. And the business has had a great year too, so it's it's all good here at Wallace Wild. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And uh, yeah, check out all the products on his website, and expect to see him on the show a bit more often. And we'll also like if you're coming out to Colorado, hopefully, we can uh, get you on the show in the studio one day. It would be cool. Absolutely, love to do that. And hopefully, I'll catch you on the twenty first, twenty second. Yeah, I hopefully um, I'll be down there. And if I do, I'll give you a heads up, and we'll we'll link up and. Uh, yeah, hang out together again as we did last time. Sounds good. Thanks, Ron. It's a good time. Thank you for your time, Adam. I appreciate it, and you have a good night. Thank you, Ron. Take care, man. Peace. Yep. Bye. All right, Mr. Ron Wallace. That was good. He, uh, you know, it's a, it, you can tell he's just moving along, kind of set. Didn't get it. Didn't didn't get the ringer this year. That's always a rough one, you know, when you're going for the big big daddy. Yep. And uh, 
you know, I originally was going to have him on the show a bunch of times while I was building up, but I didn't realize he fucking harvested so quickly. I was like, damn, I thought he was going to be doing it during, I thought timing-wise it was during the month, but the hell do I know? Right. Got to pull out early. <laughs> that I was guess. That was the thing this year, too. It's going to get freezing this weekend, so if you're here and growing in Colorado outdoors, probably need to pull some most of those things in this weekend if you're unless you got some real deep ones in the ground and whatever let them let them do their thing turn black turn black and get all yeah they will we get really cold it's gonna be cold uh, uh next week but grind it through we got sub cool imagine that see got cold <laughs> bam sub cool yeah. on the show uh next week so check that one out it's gonna be interesting at at, at least right and um not sure who else we'll have on. We'll have, we'll have someone else on. Uh, but we we'll, might might just be the whole three hours of subcool. Who knows? We'll see what we can put together. Uh, see you guys then. I want a big shout out to uh, Ace and the boys and uh, little Nick and my wife Cece. You know, I had a little. I had a little medical scare the other day. Actually, that was kind of a, a wacky one. And I never mm-hmm. do. I never do. But. It would have been embarrassing, dude. It was like one of those, like, I can't believe I'm going out this way. But it was a, uh, my kid was jumping on my lap. <laughs> that's, how, that's how dangerous this is going to get. My, my son, Nick, was jumping on my lap from the, from the, the table. Mm-hmm. And he kept jumping on my lap, jumping on my lap, jumping on my lap, like maybe 10 times in a row. And it was like, whatever, it didn't matter, you know, too much, as long as I knew that he was doing it. And then I told him to stop, and he kind of, like, snuck around and came around and, like, gave it one more you know and that one more just like cramped my fucking leg up you know what i mean my leg got a real bad cramp and it was but, it, but i knew it was like a sciatic nerve or whatever oh no and so <clears throat> and like my mom and like i didn't even think about it because he went to bed like first i got i could feel like a cramp and then he went to bed and uh, i was downstairs by myself and then i just felt this thing getting worse and worse i stood up and i got like i felt a little shaky and weird and then uh, sat down, and I was Googling fucking MD bullshit, which you never do, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> and no, it was like, first and it was like uh, herniated disc, right? And I was like, oh, no, that's not a good thing. You know, right. it was like main cause. And then it was like, you know, aging. And I was like, well, I fuck, I can't, I can't change that. <laughs> I can't change that. I definitely, I'm in the target zone, right? And then I realized it was like, he just fucking... Like I, well, now I know he pinched a nerve. Now that I, you know, felt maybe felt pinched the nerve. He pinched that sciatic nerve or whatever. Right. But I was so fucked that I was laying on my couch, sitting on my couch, and I was like reading about the shit, and I was getting all woozy and fucking <laughs> starting to trip a little bit. <laughs> Took off my hoodie, went to stand up, and just like collapsed. Right, and then like got a little cut on my nose. Like you know, crawled over to the bathroom and then fucking collapsed again. And then tried to go up the stairs and got to where Stacy was with Nick sleeping and, like, opened the door and then, like, just collapsed into a giant heap again, like, wow. third time and was fucked. Like, I was, like, totally, like, like nerves were all going on my legs and I was twitching and I was, like, fucking, like, it was, it was pretty brutal. It was, like, one of those weird... DMT trip things. It was like I was definitely like Dude, it felt like I was doing DMT. I was that's like, oh. crazy. It was like weird because I was like one second I was there, the next I was like kind of like a limp fucking doll on the ground, kind of like what the fuck happened there? You know what I mean? And and I was like conscious but couldn't move. You know what I mean? So I was like 
wanted to move but couldn't. And I was like, oh, no. And then I could hear myself talking like, kind of like I said, I had a stroke or something. So I was like, oh, dude, dude did I have a stroke? <laughs> like, I was That's like, crazy. And then my, she was sleeping, so I had to like, it was, it, was, it was definitely weird. It was one of those like falling out, but it was like I was fine. And then I got home, Nick jumped on me about 10 times, and all of a sudden I'm that fucked. I couldn't believe it. I was That's like, weird. Man. I was like, I can't believe I'm that fucked. Like, and That's then, crazy. Yeah, so it was, pretty, it was pretty weird. It was one of those like, oh, I guess I'm dead. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, who's going to do the show? That was the last thing I thought <laughs> as I was there lying on the couch. Like, Who the fuck's going to do the show? <laughs> no, it, it was weird. It was, it was that same feeling if you just like woke up and somebody's like, dude, you passed out, you know, that kind of same vibe, but, but it was, I was totally conscious of the whole thing at the same time, so, very weird, very weird, didn't go get an MRI, didn't do nothing, just did yoga, and turmeric, and fucking two days of that, and fucking, at first I was pretty, pretty like, like, yeah. I think I'm going to need a cane or something, I actually called Derek up uh, from Incredibles, because he's got the whole same crushed he had his low his whole lower back got crushed so he's got he's been feeling oh, that geez. that way for years yeah and i was like dude now i know exactly what you feel like <laughs> i was like uh, i think i need a cane but somehow yeah a little bit of yoga and turmeric like i said that was all it needed sweet well that's good to hear man two things i normally don't do but <laughs> i guess right? I, I guess i do them now <laughs> so uh anyway be careful out there life is fucking you know Pretty pretty crazy when that kind of shit happens because you're like, oh, dude, is that really all it takes? Like that, and then I can go like to the point where I can't even like stand up and I'm on the ground and like weird. Anyway, enjoy, guys. Uh, see you next week. Some cool show, and uh, who knows? We'll fill it up. We'll fill it up. I'm, I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of call-ins, by the way. That's gonna be the call-in crazy show. So feel free to do it. All right, lines are open. Peace. Peace. Every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensomenia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it...